Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vi, vim, or it, it's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Night Vale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns. You can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter or on co-host at Tobble Thrones. And I am Eights, super special guest, back once again. Uh, my pronouns are they, he, glitch, and vamp. And you can find me on Tumblr and TikTok at Hell's Gangels. And you can Matt. follow the show. Do you fucking mind? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm being, I'm being polite Welcome to back, a friend eights. of the show. Welcome back, Eights. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You interrupted the, you, you threw off my groove. Anyway. You hadn't said anything yet. <laughs> I started it just as you, just as your voice okay, came in. All right. Okay. Anyway, you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Yeah, and today we are talking about episodes, season six, episodes fifteen and sixteen, the French mistake, and uh, and then there were none. Was, and then there were none. Thank you. Uh, the content warnings of these episodes will include stabbing, mass shooting, implied animal death, use of human remains. Black market purchase, murder of a spouse in a gruesome way, mind control, parasites, impromptu skull surgery, electric shock, and bug-like things going places that bug-like things should not be, RE orifices on a human body. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Um, let's just jump into things here. Actually, I guess I have a small, uh, uh, what's the word? Plug? Um, a uh, friend of the show, Mitch, and I just finished a Let's Play of Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. Uh, it's 19 episodes. If you want to see that game played but don't want to grind, uh, I'd, spoilers, the, the, um, length of that Let's Play is about 30 hours. We played that game for about 60 hours. So, oh <laughs> if, if you don't care about the combat in that game and just want to see the story, go watch our Let's Play. If you if you ever have cared about Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, you can oh you know what we will link it in the refs. I don't know if anyone would care to watch it, but hey, we finished that project, and I'm kind of proud that we did that. Hell yeah! There's got to be someone out there. Yeah, even if it's just one person that's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll I've always been interested in seeing what that game's about. Even if you just want to listen to the lovely voices of Mitch and Wyatt. Yeah, we do talk about a lot of bullshit over the course of that game. It's true. I haven't even sat in on the sessions. Hear, I just know how, what it's like being yeah, in a voice chat with if them. If you want to hear our opinions on uh, Andor, Chainsaw Man, the state of modern X-Men, um, all sorts of things, go go watch that. Anyway, uh, that is not what today is about. Show. Today is about the French mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Rubs hands together sound effect. Wyatt, did you literally just rub your hands together? Yes. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> So fucking excited. I knew why I knew you would love this episode. Oh, yeah. It's so your shit. All right. I don't so, know who doesn't love this episode, but yeah. like I was like, why it's going to go nuts for this yep. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The ending of this episode. Okay. So it's a dark and stormy night at Bobby's house with the boys when Balthazar. Well, Bobby's not there, notably. Um, when Balthazar shows up and starts talking about the end of the Godfather while bustling around looking for magical supplies because Raphael is coming for his ass because uh, Cass isn't around. So Raphael is coming after all of Castiel's buds. Um, so Balthazar gives Sam a key and throws them both out the window as the angels show up and Sam and Dean are on a film set. 
The crew, including Robert Singer, played by Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's brother, by the way, uh, argue about the shot. Dean has his makeup removed, and Sam is interviewed by a TV crew, and everyone thinks they're Jared and Jensen. Dean sees a bunch of Impalas and has a small breakdown, and they start praying to Castiel to get them out of here. Castiel does indeed show up, maybe, and explains they're in Bizarro World, aka our world. He asks for the key, it's where all Balth's stolen weapons are, and then they break the script, and it's not Cass, it's Misha Collins. He tweets about them pranking him as they take off and go into Jensen's trailer. Um, important thing to note, I guess, is that this is in the script, which is meta on a level that is wild, to me, is like extremely silly, and I kind of love Brain that. Um, they don't like it there. Uh, inside Jensen's trailer, it's too much for them, uh, and decide to reverse engineer the spell. But of course, all the spell components are props. Uh, they try to drive the Impala off, but it's a prop like everything else. So they get a driver and go into Vancouver! Yay! Uh, they're on the Canby Bridge, which is very funny because it's literally in the middle of downtown. It would not have a Welcome to Vancouver sign, but whatever. Um, they go into Jared's mansion, and there's an alpaca in his backyard, and also Genevieve Padalecki is here. Uh, it's very awkward. They use uh, Jensen and Jared's money to buy all the spell materials they need, uh, and Jared, well, Sam, as pretending to be Jared, uh, has another awkward conversation with Jen and tries to see if she remembers the disasters last year, and of course they never happened. Uh, they get the materials from shady auction websites and go to just do the spell, but uh-oh, the film set's open early. They gotta be actors for the day. They do a very bad job. The rest of the crew slowly loses their minds. Eventually, everyone takes a break, and the boys try the spell, but it doesn't work in this universe because there's no supernatural, no magic. Uh, speaking of which, an angel then comes through after them, but no magic. They beat the shit out of him. He's very disgruntled by this. Uh, but then the crew intervenes, and um, he takes the key. Oh, this angel's name is Virgil, by the way. Uh, we get a fun interlude of Robert Singer talking to Sarah Gamble. Not the real one. Uh, and the boys try to hunt down Virgil, who um, puts a knife to Misha Collins' throat while he's tweeting in his car. <laughs> Uh, Dean and Sam talk to Robert Singer, and Dean fully gives up pretending to be Jensen and goes off. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Misha Collins is found dead in Vancouver as Virgil stabs him to death in an alley. Happy Misha Gurgling Monday, everybody. <laughs> Yay. The boys go investigate uh, his death as and a homeless man is being interrogated, and he tells them that Raphael said for Virgil to return tomorrow at the place he came through. Uh, so the boys got to uh, beat him there. Virgil, meanwhile, goes to a gun store in Canada and gets a shotgun without a license, but maybe the owner hadn't checked his yet. But truly, bad gun safety from the owner here. Don't hand him the shotgun without checking his license first. Um, anyway, the boys talk about their feelings, and then Eric Kripke shows up. Uh, not actually Eric Kripke again, but, uh, an actor playing him. Uh, and he and Robert talk, and then Virgil shows up and shoots Eric Kripke and Robert Singer, and then proceeds to kill most of the rest of the crew. Uh, except, for some reason, uh, this must be an in-joke or something. Except for the director of photography, who's this, like, Quebecois guy, uh, who just, like, dodges the bullet and then ducks into cover, and it was extremely funny to me. Uh, he just, like, leans back and is like, nope, I'm getting out of here. Um... 
The boys then show up, uh, beat up Virgil, take the key, and are sucked in by Raphael, who is a black woman now. Uh, she tears up their insides and takes the key, but then Balthazar shows up, and it turns out this whole thing was a decoy. He needed time to find all the weapons, and now Castiel has them. Raphael uh, books it, because Castiel cannot be beaten now. Uh, the boys are upset that he was in on this, and they have an emotional argument, and then he teleports away, because he does not like it when his friends are mad at him. Uh, that's the episode. It's the RSD. <laughs> and... Truly, the plot is not what matters in this episode. The details uh, uh. Are, are what really matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, what an episode. What a thing to put on television. Uh-huh. One thing I forgot to mention, by the way, is, like, as Virgil kills the entire cast, uh, there's, like, Western music playing. Also, Virgil, so Virgil is, like, straight out of, like, The Matrix or, like, Men in Black or something. He is, like, full, mm-hmm. like, guy in a suit that is doing, like, action choreography with guns. It's great. Yeah, with the slick there's, back like, hair. There's, like, slow-mo with the slick back hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's impeccable. I was like, is this guy in something? He kind of is, but but nothing I know. He's not a not an action movie guy. Um, do we want to go chronologically? <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the recap brings us all the way back to like Meg One making that phone call out of blood cups because Virgil's gonna mm-hmm. do that. Um, and also Ruby oh, yeah. is in the well, Ruby Ruby Two is in the recap because she's mm-hmm. actually gonna be in the episode. It was like, wow, yep. this recap has everything. Yep. My first note is literally, oh, hi, Meg. <laughs> yeah, I actually finally took notes for once. If anyone remembers the last two times I was on, I did not take notes. It was fine, but I, I actually did this time, so. <laughs> and we're all so, so proud, proud of you, King. <gasps> Thank you. It's <laughs> true. Um, my, first, my first note is uh, I, all this spell stuff is fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the show has done this before, but it often hasn't mattered quite as much and i like that the overarching plot is like we have to like normally we can just get all this stuff but like we're in a world and a like a narrative now where this is harder and we have to like order it on like shady websites i think that's fun mm-hmm. it's like blood of lamb uh the bone of a saint um dead sea brine oh, yeah. all of which bobby just has casually laying around in his house which balthazar uh-huh. appreciates yeah my second note it should, is it should be said the Dead Sea Brain is just salt. Yeah, like he pours like, it Like, I'm pretty sure it's just box, a pack right? of salt. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah may but presumably it's sea. locationally important. I mean, we have yeah. that um, holy oil from Jerusalem. Like, I it, literally yeah. have There's... balls of salt crystals from the Dead Sea, so, like, you can get it. Cool. Yeah. My second note I just like that just everything else things. is like, I'm going to pull this from, like, a secret drawer in Bobby's desk, and then it's just like, here's some salt. That's true. Yeah, my second note is just typical things in the fridge. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, just a big yeah. like mason jar of blood. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Bobby, you are such a freak. Um, Bobby's on a supply run because they are out of quote hunter's helper, meaning alcohol, mm-hmm. which I like as <gasps> like you know culture uh-huh. spawns colloquialisms, but also yep. my God, you guys are so depressing. Uh huh. My first note is he said, "Hey." Yeah, Balthazar shows up and goes starts going around, and Dean goes, "Hey," and Balthazar just ignores him. And Dean says, "You said I said hey," and Balthazar I goes, said, hey. "You did twice. Twice, good for you. Good for you. I love <laughs> Balthazar. He's so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's great. He's he just like Cass- bustling Cassie. around, monologuing about the Godfather. Mm-hmm. I love yes, him so he much. calls he calls Cass Cassie, and he calls Raphael Raffy. Mm-hmm. Cassie and Raffy. Cassie and Raffy. Gabriel calls mm-hmm. Lucifer Lucy. I feel yep. like Gabriel 
Balthazar is like a, a stand-in Gabriel. Like, uh, yeah, they because they, they absolutely they another angel to do the same role. Yes, yeah, they absolutely miss Gabriel and are yeah, like, we got to have our funky guy. We got to have our big weirdo. That Gabriel absolutely would have been the one to do this if he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's down a lung, which I don't know how much much that matters for an angel, but shrug. Mm, he d- he seems he to not have trouble. Back. He says yeah. that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. like it's annoying. But, yeah, a- angel vessels to me have always seemed like you need to score a critical hit or else it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you can t- you can <laughs> kill the vessel, but the angel wouldn't die anyway. Right, but but even the vessel though is like they seem to be more durable than regular people because an mm-hmm. angel is in them and can just like yeah, ignore the things will that aren't heal the fatal. Vessel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a better better get me a one shot situation. <laughs> better make it count. Yeah. Yeah, like when Cass went sploosh. Mm-hmm. Sploosh. So true. Um. So yes, then, the then Virgil shows up. Yeah. And the, the, and uh, yeah. It's so good the little transition. So they smash through the window and then we're on the other side of the window yep. where they're landing on a mattress, um, and a crew member immediately like smacks Dean's ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, genuinely, like, it's a very good cut. Um, it's really mm-hmm. good. It's, it's disorienting in a way that, that fits. Um, and then Bob Singer yells, Jared Jensen, that was great, whatever. Um, and then a crew member does the little, like, clapper marker thing, and that's the title uh-huh. card cut. Yeah, yeah it was good. really good. Mm-hmm. That was good. It's really good. My notes have crash mats with two question marks, even though I knew what this episode was about. I don't know why I was that surprised at the time, <laughs> but it was very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really like is how busy this entire episode is. There's like constant people in the background because it's a film set and there's constant people in the background of a film set. Uh, Mm -hmm. this was also the case for, um, Hollywood Babylon, but, um, I don't know. There's just something you don't, generally there aren't that many people in a shot in this show. Uh, and Mm -hmm. so it feels different. It's like lots of people in the background, just like doing background stuff. Is this the same like film studio set? that they use for Hollywood Babylon? Because when I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks kind of familiar, but maybe all film studios just look like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think I ever got a conf... I don't think I could, like, find out... I I mean, yes, in that, like, they film in the same location that they film other stuff, which is the, the, like, Vancouver film studio zone in, like, North Van uh, that I forget the name of. Um, But it's, like, it may not be in the same, like, building, you know? Okay, yeah. Which it doesn't matter too much since they're all just like featureless warehouses that they build sets inside. Right. But uh, it's the it's definitely it's the same like area for sure. Yeah, like the like the white slatted like uh, corrugated yeah. metal background. Oh yeah, the outside part is definitely yeah, the like same. it all looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. My next note is just I love you, Bedland, which is just a, a general mood for this episode. <laughs> Yeah, God, this is literally mm-hmm. so funny. This is one of my favorite episodes to explain to people who haven't seen the show, just because mm-hmm. everyone is immediately like, they they did that. They wrote an episode it's... about making the show. The characters were the actors. Mm-hmm. That's so cringe. Like, yeah, yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> so true. It's like trying um... to explain Homestuck to people. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you mean your favorite show doesn't even have an episode where they come to your world? Sad. Um, sorry, sorry, just a correction. Uh, it's in Burnaby, not North Van. It's Canadian Motion Picture Park. Okay. It's the CMPP. Cool. Uh, you can look at pictures of it, and yeah, it looks like it does in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet your show doesn't even kill Misha Collins. <laughs> <laughs> 
God. Also, yeah, I forgot. I forgot to say, yeah, this this episode was written by Ben Endlin and directed by Charles Beeson. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about Misha. Uh huh. <laughs> so Misha's funny. the best part of this episode. Uh huh. It's so funny that they kill him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, our bo- the the boys are in our world now. Yay. Or I guess a slight mirror of our world because there's. I don't, because Misha Collins continues to be played, or sorry, uh, Castiel continues to be played by Misha Collins. He was not stabbed dead by mm-hmm. an angel from another universe in our world. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> oh, man, the implications in this are wild, uh, also. Like, there's some, beyond this being, like, just a fun, goofy episode, there's some, like, metaphysics that are confirmed that are baffling. Um, Smiles evilly. <laughs> Yeah, like I was like, did did Dean and Sam like possess the bodies of alternate universe Jared and Jensen? Are Dean and Sam's bodies yeah. still back in their universe, like without their did, spirits? Did like, we get an alternate episode with uh, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki <laughs> as Sam <laughs> and Dean? That would be great. <laughs> that would be they awesome. should have done Bobby that. They should have the done that. Run. That would have yes. been so funny. Like. They're like, oh, hi, I, There's oh. already a lot in this episode. They'd have to cut out a lot and, like, to do the back and forth, but it could have been really fun. They should have done, like, a, a special, like, just a special not aired, like, episode. They or should yeah, have like just a done a stinger at, like, little... the end, just, like, a minute. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah of Bobby yeah. showing up and getting called Jim, and he's like, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and it would, um, like, explain things, but... We don't do that here, I, so. I think they do possess the bodies, because, like, Dean has makeup on, which, right. which, which I was going to... obviously he, which, didn't. He calls himself a painted whore. <laughs> he yes, has he so much gender going on, it's insane. Uh-huh. I love how their mm-hmm. first, like, immediate options... Sam's like, should we should we be killing anyone? <laughs> like, like, okay, our options are A, killing people, or B, if we can't kill anyone, let's run. Like, all uh-huh. right, yep. Sam, you're insane. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Jesus like, I, I don't think so. They specifically refer to the part they're filming as being part of season six. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think in the French Mistake universe, they recast Misha Collins as Castiel. They had to get somebody else. And if yeah. it was a woman, I yeah. think Destiel went canon, like, immediately. Oh so true. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, right, because they killed Misha. <laughs> they killed Misha. Uh-huh. They had to do something. <laughs> That's true. They got them on the front page of Variety magazine. Mm-hmm. Um... So I guess a, a small thing uh, that I think is neat is the magic ruined the shot. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. the shot was good, but like we lost signal or something. Like it's weird, and so they have to mm-hmm. like rebuild this whole window and like do the shot again. And like the characters, the other characters are completely ignoring Sam and Dean, being like, "What's going on?" Because they're like, oh, "We we have to like do all this over again. It's gonna take like over an hour." Uh, and then. Um, the the three characters in the scene, by the way, are um, Robert Singer, as I said, um, Kevin uh, Parks, who is the first assistant director, um, and uh, uh, what's 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 the Serge? What's the yeah Serge? Uh, Serge, uh, French surname that I can't pronounce. Um, uh, La Dessure, I think. I don't know. I'm sorry, French people. Yeah, um, that sounds right. And. Yeah, are like talking amongst themselves. Uh, Kevin says something very funny. Um, 
oh, we can like reset everything. So we'd have to blow off the scene where they sit on the Impala and talk about their feelings. And uh, Robert Seeger says, ha, right, you answer the hate mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we could have them fly at the window, then freeze frame, then cut to black, act out. Um, there's also a very funny uh, repeat thing where um, Robert Singer will like stare off into the middle distance and go season six. Yeah, uh-huh. it's so <laughs> like good. Like he has to lower his standards now. He's like, all right, this is where we're. This is season six. We're just going to keep uh-huh. moving. It's really good. This episode gives me a certain amount of like I don't know. The, it's so weird to be like making a statement about yourself in this way and like making fun of yourself to this degree in a way that's like on one hand like i feel like empathy and affection for like the creators of the show it is very hard to do a show and clearly they had a lot of fun like making this and saying that um and like obviously we obviously most of this like isn't true in terms of like what the actual culture of the show is i know that there's like the repeating gag that well (sighs) Okay, so there's the there's the joke that Jensen and Jared like hate each other's guts. Now, from my understanding, that was not true at the time. Yeah, th- I think However, at the time it was intended as a joke of like, wouldn't it be silly if these characters, yes. if, well, if these actors didn't talk to each other, and everyone on set was like, oh god, they're talking to each other, wouldn't uh-huh. that be silly? Um, and then in twenty twenty one, I guess. Um, J2 Fallout, the prequel announcement uh, at Tim Brute, gutted, made it hysterically (laughs) funny that in 2011 they were like, oh no, they're not even talking to each other. Yeah, I Uh was like, they're playing into this thing so earnestly. Like, it's, it would, I like, I was like, it's kind of weird that like, they're, they're playing into that so much when there's, like, actual tension between actors on set, but then Ayn told me (laughs) that didn't even happen yet. Yeah. Mm -mm. Uh, Also, the... (laughs) There's a comment on the wiki that's very funny. That's like in real life they're best of friends, and I'm like, ooh, somebody should maybe update that. Elmeo, <laughs> he blew Dean and Misha. De- oh god, he blew Jensen <laughs> he and did Misha what? off mm-hmm. to go to. <laughs> Damn, he I didn't blew... know they were that close. <laughs> he blew Jensen and Misha off. Uh, go to to go to like going to a panel saying he was working and then posted a selfie of himself in his yep. pool. And yep. Misha and Jerry, Misha and Jensen like totally vague blocked him. Genuinely <laughs> becoming so a parody of himself. Like the, I, mm-hmm. there's, they don't, it's, it's very interesting. They make a lot more fun of Jared Padalecki than they do Jensen Ackles in this episode with his like enormous mansion and the like well, the otter have... adopting dinner. The... Yeah, they have a lot of making fun of Jared and um, Genevieve, but they also have like Jensen's fish tank and helicopter. Yeah, I was about to say we have that. We also have the fact that he his credit cards are maxed out. He has a harder time with his finances than. But Sam well, Jared's does, the star, the way, right? They like... show up to his mansion, and Sam's like, "Wow, yeah. I must be the star of this thing." And Dean uh-huh. goes, "Yeah, right," which is so fucking funny. It makes it me is scream. Extremely funny. Uh-huh. I know Ben Edlund is like, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we know, mm-hmm. we know Jared gets top billing. He, However, he, he's like, I know it was a mistake. <laughs> I also, I also wonder how much because. From what I understand, Jared Padalecki is kind of insufferable to work with. Apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I wonder how much of this is like, haha, it's just some teasing fun between buds, Jared. Don't take it too seriously when in reality they're like, ha, huh, 
What a douche. <laughs> I mean, none yeah, of the jokes seems to be about how he's a douche. Like, none of it yeah, is, it's like, not, personal. It's well, just, like, isn't it the, silly that he has an alpaca? The set is calling him a douche. He's got, yeah. like, enormous paintings of himself. His office That's, is one of yeah. the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he's got a giant picture of himself riding, riding a, horse a horse with a, with hat a cowboy on, hat which on, in, yeah. Which in 2022 is hilarious. <laughs> yes, he yes, because he's Walker. Yeah, there, this episode in hindsight is incredible in so many it's ways. So they predicted the future with this. One. It only uh-huh. gets funnier. Uh-huh. It's like the, <laughs> the, the dodgeball. The only thing, literally, the only thing they could have done that would have been more the 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 Apollo thing is if like Misha and Jensen had done any nod to Destiel, but I'm really glad they didn't because it would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Misha tearily admitting, like, no. being in love with no. Jensen. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know we can't give the we can't give the cockle shippers that much credit. Oh, good. We can't do that. Fucking lord. Anyway, we're gonna speak <sighs> things into existence. Like anything could happen. Wouldn't it be so funny if no. Misha Collins accidentally came out as bisexual in this episode? <laughs> They wouldn't do that. that. It wouldn't make any sense. But wouldn't it be so funny if they wouldn't? What am I saying? They didn't do that at all. Like they would. That wouldn't have happened at any point in the show until the finale. I fucking yes. See, but he came out on purpose then. Yeah, I know. Misha Collins just did it by accident. Yeah, but like they did write. Even though it's like the real people, they did write this episode. So like, um, yeah. Uh huh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there's some classic, you know, making fun of the show itself things where it's like, why would anybody want to watch our lives? Well, apparently not very many people do, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is funny. What were the ratings like in season six? Um, two million people watched, uh, this episode, slightly over two million. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, At the time that's... of, like, viewing? Yeah, when it aired. Yeah. It had, that, that's a lot of people. That is. The fucking line. One of the cringiest lines, I think. Like, this episode is very funny. I don't think it's as cringe as people say it is. Like, it's it's just very mm-hmm. funny. Um, I think it's one of the self-referential. Crin- it's not cringe. Yeah, I think one of the cringiest lines though is where he goes, "I'm something called a Jared Padalecki." Like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, we get we get it. His name is silly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really like easy joke. Uh huh. It's uh-huh. it is funny though. <laughs> I, I think the funnier joke is like, what, you're Polish now? Yeah. <laughs> and then when they meet oh. Misha, they're like, Jensen and Misha, what's oh. up with the names around here? Like, <laughs> fair point. Those are weird people names. They're just other, they're just European. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. The um the season six Blu-ray has a bunch of like um, uh, pop-ups. Um, oh, man. There's a there's a commentary track on this episode with Sarah Gamble, Robert Singer, and Ben Edlund that, like, I now deeply want to see if anyone's uploaded that to the internet. I want to watch that. Uh, if I get to watch it, I will report my findings on it. Does um, Mitch have season six on DVD? Or do they just I don't have know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I don't... I could maybe... DVD commentaries are fucking gold mines, so yeah. if you do get that... So true. This show, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, but uh, 
someone someone very some hero uh collated all of the information from the like pop-up things uh a couple fun little uh details um they composited uh jared padalecki's face onto the cowboy photo it's not even a real picture that's hilarious. No, it's not even a real picture. I mean, honestly, it would probably be funnier if they took that photo of him. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, a real detail is Robert Singer loves Diet Coke. He's, like, drinking Diet Coke in the background of a bunch of shots. Okay. Um, there like is uh, the chair that, um, that uh, Dean sits in. That's Jensen Ackles' real chair uh, that he sits on. <laughs> um... The oh, there was another one that I thought was pretty funny. Um, oh, the uh, <laughs> the hockey line was ad libbed. Um, <laughs> the the crew apparently literally does constantly just talk about hockey because it's Canada. Okay, and so funny. that and so Jensen Ackles ad libbed that like I'm sick of everyone talking about hockey line. <laughs> I love that. That's so especially much. funny considering Robert Singer tells Sam and Dean, "You cannot make up your own lines." <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, <laughs> the um the other thing. Um, for those for those who did not see the um the the for those who did not see the um the episode, there's a um there's <laughs> Eric Kripke jokingly was like oh he went and to make octocobra uh and that's not real of course but someone did someone on um a a couple things eric kripke did a tweet about this that's like um it's meant to be octocobra all caps with like periods in between like as an acronym uh and he's like it's a secret spy team what's it stand for you tell me <laughs> uh, which is a good bit, and also if you Google it, someone um, on DeviantArt made a very silly uh, piece of fan art with uh, Jared Jensen and Misha as actors in Octocobra. Um, oh my God, there it is! <laughs> they gave him glasses. Yep. Huh. Um, I guess oh, that is an right. Octocobra. Final final fact: um, when they uh, when they like fight. Uh, Virgil, the people holding um, Jared and so the people holding Sam and Dean back are um, Todd Scott and Mike Carpenter, who are their stunt doubles. Oh, that is very funny. I feel like I knew that Cute. somehow, but it's great. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. The oh. layers of this episode. Final you thing. Only... Oh, Go on. The, you can only truly understand this episode if your brainworms are actually terminal. <laughs> um, final, like, slightly sadder fun fact, but also, like, sweet. Um, the name, the, like, fake name of the motion picture studio uh, is the KM Motion Picture Studio, which Aww. they're obviously named after Kim Manners, yeah. yeah. Kim Manners. So, yeah, uh, with the, that's most of the trivia aside. Um, now we could talk about this episode. I just wanted to front load that. Uh-huh. Some spice. Um, so like like we were saying, Sam gets interviewed and they're like not many people watches this show watch this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then Dean sees all the Impalos, he's like, I feel sick, I'm gonna be sick. Yes, so yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got a tummy ache. Mm-hmm. Uh when Dean prays to Castiel, he's like, uh so breaker breaker. He's such a baby. <laughs> so good. Um and then they spot Cass, who's yeah. staring at them, head chips and everything. 
And so they go head over to talk to him. And he says to keep you out of... Oh, wait, why am I doing this? Why voice? Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so so Dean's like, uh, what is all this? What did Balthazar do to us? And um, Misha Collins goes, to keep you out of Virgil's reach. He's cast you into alternate reality, a universe similar to ours in most respects, dramatically different in others. And he's like, Bizarro. And he's like, uh, yeah, well, uh, no time to explain. Do you have the key? They give him the key, and like, what's this do? Like, blah, 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 it opens the room, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Sam goes, uh, oh, okay, yeah, so what's the deal with all this TV crap? And in a completely different voice, he, voice, he goes, pardon? <laughs> it's oh, like, it's so good. It's what? So... And he's like, man, do they print, do they put out new pages? Yeah. I can't do the voice he's doing. He is... I think he's, he's not even doing voice. his own voice. He's doing an no, exaggeration yeah. of his own voice. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's a little doing... bit more nasal. He's way higher yeah. than his cast voice, obviously. He has the range, darling. He has the range, darling. It's very oh, it's so funny. Good. And even when he was doing, once, especially once you know that it's not actually cast, like when you're watching it, like he's overacting, just like uh-huh. leaning into the cast mannerisms because it's not cast. It's Misha being cast. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Uh-huh. Oh my god. He really punked me. <laughs> he throws the script at them. Totally gonna tweet this one. Oh, oh wow. Misha, Misha Migos. We about Misha Collins tweets. <laughs> the Misha Migos. Uh, the Misha Migos. Apparently he actually tweeted all of these tweets. Yeah. That, that sounds right. Yeah. See, okay, that's one of my notes was the horrible thing is, is this is only like slightly more cringy than Misha Collins actually, uh-huh. actually is on Twitter. Uh-huh. But no, he actually tweeted all this shit. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> well, it was it was well, like he tweeted a bit. it for the bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, this okay. was released on oh, February twenty okay. fifth, two thousand eleven, and he tweeted it February twenty fifth, two thousand eleven, yeah. at nine eleven p.m. when okay. it came out. Okay, he didn't yeah. spell. I guess he maybe spelled it spells wrong. it. Well, maybe that's in like Hola, Misha Migos. Maybe. Alex Alex uses that against me every other day. <laughs> That's extremely funny. He calls me a Misha Migo like at least once a month. That's very funny. I love that. He's got a little Blackberry. It's very cute. Yeah, my parents just have Blackberries. He goes, really? Literally. starting to feel like one of the guys. <laughs> You've been on the show and for like two and a half years. When they're like sitting later, like... They're in the two front seats, and he's like way behind them. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's kind of like leaning forward. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's leaning forward, trying to be a part of it, part of things. It's very <laughs> funny. Mm-hmm. It's so he's such a little meow meow. Uh-huh. They fucking little meow meowed Misha Collins. He does it to himself, I think. It, no, you're absolutely right. I would imagine a lot of this. Has yeah, his I'm extremely he's curious. He's the butt of all the... of the jokes. <laughs> I'm extremely curious what the process for writing this was. Like, how much... Like, was it just the writer's room, or did they bring the cast and crew in here to, like, make comments about how their own character should be played? Mm-hmm. I wonder when Supernatural Then and Now finally gets to season six. I don't even know. Is that show still going? <laughs> oh, that would be so funny if it just, like, slipped it. out of... Like they like well, no one's they listening to this. To this episode, we'll have to listen to it what because they, they will they probably on? talk about it. Um. Oh, they, no, they put out an episode this week. They're on Hollywood Babylon. God, they're so fucking behind. Yeah, yeah you guys, like, you guys on. are running laps around them. <laughs> oh, this is kind of cool. 
Um, we do they do have, two uh, episodes an episode, but the the still. Hollywood Babylon episode they got on um, the uh, prosthetics and special effects makeup artist uh, Tony L- Toby Lindala who worked on the show a bunch and also worked on the X Files. Uh, and they like talked oh, to him yeah. about like filming and stuff. I might listen to that episode. The the prosthetics in that episode were fucking good. Yeah. Um, I remember that we specifically shouted out the the spe- the special effects makeup in that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, as yeah, as, all the jacked up ghosts. I might yeah. have to listen to it too. Yeah. I know Gabe listens to it occasionally. Mm. Anyway, in four years, when they finally get to season six, we'll uh, revisit <laughs> this episode. Well, I'm curious if the comment if they talk about it all in the commentary track. Uh-huh, that too. Might maybe there's some con videos where they talk about it. Mm-hmm. Recorded on grainy iPhone sixes or whatever. <laughs> okay. Um I love how they took the Impala that was covered in dirt. Uh-huh. Well that that doesn't happen yet. Before they do that, before they do that, they go into Jensen's trailer. Oh, that's right, mm-hmm. yes. And they, they have... see him on Days of Our Lives. Jensen <laughs> Jensen has just like a giant TV playing supernatural clips. Um, according to the transcript, it's the season four gag reel. So it's not even like watching the show. That's He's great. literally watching himself. Oh Jesus. yeah, did we did we did we talk about the fact that he calls them J squared? Yeah. <laughs> Misha calls them that. Is that a real thing yeah. or is that I don't know. just I don't think I've ever heard like it Misha pronounced Migos. that way, but I also don't really talk about supernatural out loud besides with you guys. Okay. I've seen it as J two. I've never really seen it as J. Well, yes. To the second but that's hour. how you would say that. That's... Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so just like just it's harder J2. to type as J to the second okay, power. Fair enough. So J two might yeah. be supposed to be J squared, but J two is so easy to say. Does Does Misha call them that, or I is that just enough a fandom thing? Videos to know. I don't know. No, <laughs> that's like that's why I've been saying J two Fallout. Like that might be supposed to be J squared Fallout. Um, that's like a common way to refer to the two of them. Hmm. Yeah, I was just wondering if they were supposed if, to pronounce it squared. If, if they lifted it from Misha and the fandom, or just from the fandom, or if it if it emerged organically. Oh, I would know in that. in the minds of the writing room. You're the old time fan. I, by the way, um, so we get this real scene from uh, Days of Our Lives, um, <laughs> which which this is a real scene. The the, the oh character God. talking to Denson Ackles' character says, "Well, if I didn't have cancer and I wasn't married and I had plenty of money, would you run away from me?" With with me. Uh, run away with me. Oh, sorry. What did I say? From me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Would you run away with me? Uh, soap operas are parodies of themselves. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then slams the laptop shot as soon as he sees baby jackals. Uh-huh. He's so baby. He's so baby. <laughs> I don't like this universe, Sammy. We need to get out of this universe. Yeah. So, like, who's that effeminate bitch? <laughs> who's that teenage lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> who's that floppy-haired butch? I don't think Dean knows the word mm-hmm. lesbian, actually. I think he <laughs> might know it, but doesn't know what it um, means. I think he, he probably knows it as, would... like, a poor Yes, category. I was about to say. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, there's, like, something that looks kind of like an astrolabe on his, on his, like, desk. I don't know what that is, but it's neat. It's, like, just, this, these silver, like, concentric circle things. Just rich guy things. Yeah. It's next to a salt and pepper <laughs> <Yeah>. shaker. <laughs> Christ. Um, Dean says that we are out of, uh, soul phone range, which is really funny. <laughs> it's Ooh. a good pun. So dumb. It's I so dumb. Them. I love it. Mm-hmm. They then go investigate the set and like play with all the all the, the props. like props. Yeah. Um. Of it, so 
um, uh, bad names. Um, Brian Doyle Murray is like a classic comedy actor. Uh, it'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll talk about his stuff in Actor Fact. He's like in a whole bunch of stuff. Like most famously, probably Caddyshack. Um, but he was also on SNL a bunch, uh, and he, like, he sells it so hard. His facial expressions are so funny in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot express, like, when he looks at the boys, like, playing with the props, he, like, raises an eyebrow and turns and looks at one of the other crew members, and is just like, oh boy, they finally lost it. It's really good. <laughs> this is where they first make the joke about, at least they're talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, a really standout part of this episode. He's so funny. Um, then Sam and Dean go to the Impala and start driving because they are running on autopilot because they are stupid. Um, uh-huh. It's not your car, Dean. This one's covered in mud. You could have picked any of the cars, but you picked the one that is covered Literally. in mud and uh-huh. doesn't work. <laughs> and there's somebody, like, chasing after them, knocking on the window. Like, Mr. Mr. Ackles, Ackles, please. <laughs> Is He's like the... knocking on the door, Mr. Ackles. Mr. Ackles, please. Mr. Ackles, let me in. Is this the let guy me that Misha bullies later? <laughs> Calls like little yes. guy or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I think it's that this, same this like must little guy. Be... Yeah. This must be the what are they called? The P the PA? Uh the um the IMDB the just calls him like slaves. The IMDB just calls him gopher, but but <laughs> yes. Um yeah. Oh yeah, I think it is I think it is production assistant that is the you are you are yeah. everyone's slave. That's the only thing I could think of. He's probably a PA. Um, and then their driver takes them off. Uh, this this uh driver, um, is, uh, is not. This is this is w- weird. So, this is an actor playing Cliff Kosterman, who is their um like bodyguard on set, uh, and also their driver. Um, who was tiny in Folsom Prison Blues, for real. That was actually Cliff Kosterman. They should have just got Cliff Kosterman back. Yeah, we could have done this. Yeah. yeah um, back in that episode, I, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to have Cliff again in a later episode that I can't say more about. But it wasn't no. actually Cliff. It, was it just wasn't Cliff actually as a him. It was just a guy playing him. He does a good job, but like, it would have been fun to see Cliff Kosterman as a character again. Um, so he drives them both to Jared's house. Dean is so offended that he's not even in America. <laughs> They're not he's even in literally. America. This is the I wonder how. In America. <laughs> yeah, I wonder they how many people knew. They went there, but they didn't. It wasn't set there. How many? Because like a lot of. What? I wonder how many people knew that this show was like completely shot in BC. Oh. <laughs> like like how many how many for how many people who watched this episode was this new information. Because, like, a lot of people, when they're just, like, passively watching TV, don't really pay attention to, like, where it's being filmed. Mm-hmm. Most people are not us. Like, was this a reveal for people? I, I'm curious. If it was me, I think it would have been a reveal for me. Especially because I didn't know they filmed in Canada mm. at some point um, in earlier in my life. Um, before that fateful day, when Ian was like, can I talk to you about Supernatural? Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that would have been in it like, oh, do they film Supernatural in Canada? That's so interesting. Like, I would have looked that up. Yeah. I tried <laughs> They're to such find... bad liars. Why are Sam and Dean so bad at lying? They're like, yeah, we're going to go back to my place and do some work. Work well, on they... our yeah, acting they're... for our characters. I mean, they've been bad at the lying the, the, the whole time. Yeah, which is great, um, because <laughs> then 
as this bit continues and you know Jen's like why are you here and then Misha later tweets like I think Jay and Jay had a late one last night and everyone's like hmm, why are they suddenly hanging out together um guys remember the title of this episode um so oh yeah I was gonna talk about that at some point you can go first because I think us. you have the Please level one about... explanation and then I would like to explain this level two Oh, okay. Uh, well, so the episode is named after a bit in Blazing Saddles uh, where the characters crash through, like, come out of the movie that they're in and crash out into a, like, theater performing a song called The French Mistake. Yep, that was the level one. Um, according to Urban Dictionary, French Mistake is... Uh, when an otherwise straight male is persuaded to, or on a whim in the heat of the moment, engages in a homosexual act of which he later uh, regrets and is ashamed, which means, uh, which is so fucking funny because that implies that the char- the background characters, the other actors and cast and crew, are just like, I think Jared and Jensen had a hookup, and now they're really weird. They they spent the night at Jared's place after uh-huh. not talking to each other. Now they're they're weird. They're clearly lying about something are they on drugs did they have sex what's happening it's so fucking funny <laughs> and genevieve was all alone at that otter dinner exactly yep. i can't believe jared left jen for jensen <laughs> <laughs> jen too um fuck you yeah we'll talk a little bit more about the cast perceptions of them because there's a very good scene with them and robert singer later on uh-huh also, I wanted, I just want to say, it's very interesting to me how no one commented on the fact that, quote-unquote, Jensen's voice is so low. Mm, yeah, right, mm. right. He's doing method acting. He's trying not to break it because he might not get his voice back into Dean mode. <laughs> the least of their Yeah, I feel like I they really... They, they really missed. They really missed out. Yeah, from not having like the quote unquote like the fake real versions or the real fake versions of Jensen and Jared in this episode. Also, mm-hmm. God, yeah. Um. Yeah. So they show up at this enormous mansion, um, and this is very funny. Uh, this is obviously not his real house. I'm curious what his real home was like, because like it's weird being because like they're both from Texas. Didn't they do uh, like a like, tour, Jared and Genevieve? I think they oh, did maybe. some kind of video for it. But like, presumably they're like they're American citizens. Presumably their like real home is not in, uh, BC. But like that must be weird as an actor to like, because most of the time you probably are like living in a place that is not your like main home if you're just constantly filming. Yeah, there's in like a whole video country. walking through their Texas house. Their yeah. humble abode. That is a but mansion. I would, I, I would assume they'd be living in, like, nice apartments or something. They have a or like, house. Uh, in 2020. Yeah, like, they probably... In, in, in Vancouver, I mean. Like, like so suites yeah. or whatever. Yeah, when, I, when they said they were going back to uh, Jared's place, I was like, okay, they're going to go to whatever motel or apartment he's staying in or, or something, you know? But then they show up at a mansion, and I'm like, okay. Okay, according to the article that I'll put in the refs, um, they were living in Los Angeles. Um, They bought this Austin home in 2012, so it wouldn't have been in the picture when they made this episode. But they had it said they had a place in Austin also in 2010, Mm. just not the same one. Oh, they lived in the same house together for a while. Jensen and Jared? Yeah, in like in Vancouver, they lived in a house together. Well, ugh. 
I could not imagine living with those guys full time. <laughs> anyway, they so show up to the house also. and they're, they're like, "Whoa, like... Ruby's here." <laughs> um. So yeah, somewhere in the in the like the burbs of Vancouver, they have like a small house. Is like what uh is is what vaguely I can find. Um, obviously they would not advertise where they live, but I was just curious if there was like, um, you know, if there was more information about that. Uh, yeah, that's it. Cause, cause I, I bring this up mostly because, uh, housing is extremely expensive here, particularly a mansion of that size. And I'm like, I know these guys like make a fair bit of money, probably not enough to live in a house this big, uh, in Vancouver. Yeah. I, I think it's a good bit. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. It's biz- yes. it's just bizarre. It's like they took I don't know. They just went very over the top with it, which is which is funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But or like they probably could if they were like if this was like their full time home. But also like again they're 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 living in a secondary house. Right. It's hard. It's paying for two houses is expensive. Um. I don't know. I don't know anything about millionaire finances. <laughs> um. Anyway, the point is that the mansion is extremely big and ostentatious in a way that's very funny. I tried to figure out if, like, is there any information about where this mansion is, but but there's not. Mm. I couldn't tell. Like, this is obviously, this is not a built set. This is a real mansion. Um, presumably someone's private home that they, like, like, hey, can we film here? <laughs> can we put a bunch of pictures of Jared and Genevieve on the wall? Pop art. Can we throw it? Yeah, can the pop a... art. The <laughs> pop art is so funny. Can we throw a tanning bed in there? It's just sitting there in the middle of the foyer. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is so clearly just dropped there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, is that a sensory like, deprivation? Like, this is a nice, like, old-style mansion with, like, wood grain, like, floors and walls and everything yeah. and, like, the d- designs and, like, fancy bookshelves. And there's just this, like, futuristic tanning bed plopped in the middle of the foyer, <laughs> like, completely clashing with the rest of the decor. Mm-hmm. Jared Padalecki would have a room dedicated to his tanning bed. Do you mm-hmm. think that's the real wedding photo? Hmm. It's probably easier than staging a fake one. Mm-hmm. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Dean is extremely like confused about actors. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're not Ruby. Yeah. How could you be? You are the lovely actress who plays Ruby. He's, he's so <laughs> dumb. They're just so out uh-huh. of their element. He's like, like, this dizzy. is dizzy. Yeah. yeah, this oh. is so far from what they normally are doing. Um, Important note, we do not see the alpaca. Uh, there is a photo of the alpaca on their mantelpiece with their fireplace. Next to their wedding yeah. photo. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. They're the um, greenest animal, you know. Yeah, Jen says that uh, Jensen has never been to their house. Um, again, implying that uh-huh. they're not friends outside of the set, which is funny. Mm-hmm. To be fair to Dean, she when when she initially shows up and he's like, "You have a camel in your backyard," and she's like, "It's an alpaca, dumbass." <laughs> like that is a very Ruby. It thing is a to very say. Ruby thing to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know very little about Jen, Genevieve, whatever, um, because I don't care. Um, yeah. So. I don't know how, like, obviously she's not Ruby. That would be silly. But um, I don't know how much of her Ruby acting is, like, her personality. So, like, I have no idea how much of a parody this is on her actual personality. Um, I guess, I like, from what I understand, she's big into animal rights and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. So that's all I get. 
Yeah, I'm assuming like everyone is 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 being like a, a hyperbolized parody of themselves here. Mm -hmm. um, I could also imagine that she's playing into the Ruby mannerisms deliberately as a way to like make the the intertextuality of this or not the meta. I don't know the like the fact that this is the fact that for Dean's point of view this is a Ruby. It's funnier if she acts a little bit like Ruby in a way that makes him be like, huh, what? Uh-huh. Oh, also, when, when she walks away, they both check her out. Yeah. In the, way that is, in the way this shot, like, the looks on their faces are extremely funny. What is this lean that Dean is doing? <laughs> I don't remember exactly. Oh, you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a he, weirdo. He, like, leans fully. He's such a weirdo. Like, you guys know what Ruby looks like. You know, yeah. But I guess she, she does really look very good so... in that dress, but. Yeah. yeah. Sam looks so, like, melancholy. Like, look at the look on his That's face. That's his ex-girlfriend, uh -huh. who is now his wife. Uh -huh. like, and also, she me. died in his arms. Like, things <laughs> yeah. are complicated. She betrayed his ass. <laughs> yeah. But They're this just... is a, this is a, a, this is not her, but boy, it looks like her, and she never betrayed him. <laughs> yeah, clearly he's not that hung he's up. Like, do you over think Genevieve would do blood later. sex with me? <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. While I'm slandering the um, actors' wives, um, Jensen was married at this point, um, but Daniel mm -hmm. had not been on the yeah, show. Yeah, they were yet, like, so we're I not. Guess it wouldn't be funny to bring her in. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna. We're not gonna expose Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I think part of the thing here is also like, I wonder how many people knew that. Like, how many casual watchers of the show knew that uh, Jared and Genevieve got married, like, that, that Sam and Ruby's actors are married? Well, I think, that they like, people who, the, the kind of fans who go to conventions would know yes, that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The people but who I'm are, like, actively the, the, on like... Tumblr would know that. But the people who are yes. just, like, just watch the show as a show, I don't think they would know. Why would yeah. they? Yeah, so this is fun reveals. Bonus trivia without mm -hmm. having to go to a wiki page. <laughs> Small detail I think is funny. Um, in a way that I bet people on Tumblr were talking about in the 2010s, because I feel like this was the time of this meme. You don't remember the, like, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC meme, uh, where you would compare, like, the, gr the like, grungy character with the clean character or whatever, uh -huh. and it's like, uh, it was, it was particularly common with Wally, uh, with Eve and Wally, um, the, the, uh, Dean has what looks like like a Dell laptop or whatever, like running Windows. Um, uh, Sam has a enormous, uh, like takes up so much of the frame, uh, Apple computer. Yeah, and like they didn't even give it a fake logo; they just like covered it. It. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. I do think it's funny that they start immediately using millionaires' wealth for hunting. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. It's so good. And they didn't think to like get a, a cash withdrawal to put in their pockets to take with them. They, yeah, they should have. They should have stolen them. from. Just they should have stolen all of her money. <laughs> um, Sam Winchester cocked Jack Jared Padalecki. <laughs> he did. I was. I mean, we haven't gotten there yet. I wanted to point out that. So first of all, there's a. First, first of all, there's apparently a website where you can go to just auction off holy Catholic Catholic relics. Um, I I think it's called like Connoisseur Relics is the name of the website. 
Uh, and yeah, Sam spends uh, $120,000 on a um, wristbone of saint and holy reliquary <laughs> from, from Mexico. Christ. And they're like, it'll take forever for us to get down there and back. And, and Sam is like, or we could just have them deliver it to us. Yeah. What I want to know is how Sam got into his account because he's logged in. Maybe his, his browser just... saves his password. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, she's just autosave. She just like, has bad infosec. He would never suspect yeah. that the double of himself from another universe would come in and try to max out Maybe his credit his cards on Holy Relic. Maybe is his fingerprint. Maybe. No, we're not at that point yet. That oh, hasn't okay. been invented yet. Oh, that's right. This is 2011. Um, also, Dean's drinking, I think, whiskey. Uh, because there's a bit earlier where they see his like fancy mm -hmm. alcohol table, and Dean's like, ooh, give me some of that. Mm. Once they're done um, having their little spending spree, Dean's like, couch TV star beauty rest, and does like a little yep. slide over the back of the couch. Yeah, and it's very down. cute. He's very cute. Yeah, he needs a beauty rest. Nice He's a TV star. Also, I should say, the boys and everyone are so well lit in this episode in a way that, like, made me realize just how gray the rest of the show is. I know we talk about that a lot, but, like, there's, a there's like, a slight, like, orange filter over everything in this episode, it feels like. Or it's just, like, it's weird for me to see normal reality in the show to such a degree <laughs> that I'm like, did they put a filter on this? But, like, like all the colors are really warm, is my point. Uh, you can, like... yeah. Their, their faces have, like, a they healthy glow about tones. them. Yeah, they have skin tones. Yeah, like, I, I just started watching uh, The Good Place for the first time. And, first of all, good television is just great to see every once in a while, you know? I think we should all watch that do show. that. Yeah, so it's Me with Andor. very well lit um, for multiple reasons. But, like, it's just a very well lit, sunny, bright show. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to see everything all the time. <laughs> like, literally supernatural to me is sometimes just rushing shapes, multiple gray uh -huh. shapes rushing around. Like, it's very dark. <laughs> um, so, so the next thing that happens, as, as you said, um, yeah. Genevieve Padalecki comes back from the otter dinner and is like, everyone missed you. Um... And Sam's like, hey, do you remember the disasters? And she's like, yeah, from your show. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, you've been Sam Winchester way too long. And then they go upstairs together. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I have a note here that's like his hand is fucking massive because Jared Padalecki's hand is really yeah. fucking big. And Jen is very small, especially in comparison to him. We get a, we get a real good shot of her wedding ring. Girls got fucking rock <laughs> that's her real wedding ring also oh great. she's got fucking rock yeah ice ice baby literally sam you should not have sex with people who don't know that you are you however it is very it's fire right. very 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 funny to say that sam <laughs> talks jared it's so fucking it is. funny the yeah. shot the uh the <laughs> So the way they shoot this is so funny. They play like the goofy supernatural music that they do whenever there's like uh -huh. funny stuff happening. That's like this like I don't know jazzy kind of song, uh, and it's like close up shot of her sticking her hand out in her wedding ring, as you said, uh, and then like far like long shot from down the hall of them going upstairs, and Sam does this little like look around behind him, like he's um. Oh, uh, what's his name in Pulp Fiction? The meme of him, like, looking around. Uh, famous actor. 
John Travolta. John Travolta, John yes. John, John Travolta looking around holding the coat under his arm. That was like all oh, over the yeah. internet in like 2017. <laughs> the like confused Travolta meme. Yeah. I love that gif. Oh, wait. It's older than that. It's 2012, apparently. I feel like I saw it a lot in like around 2016, 2017. But I mean, memes get revitalized. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was probably when the, the film girlies who are obsessed with um, The Godfather and Canal Dogs were Reservoir watching Dogs? Canal, Canal, Reser- Canal Dogs. Reservoir Dogs? Canal Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reservoir Dogs, that one. <laughs> Canal Dogs didn't sound right in my mouth. I was like, that's why does that sound so wrong? Canal Dogs. <laughs> Canal Dogs <laughs> is the movie in this alternate universe, mm-hmm. somehow. Uh-huh. No, it's the movie in su- the Supernatural universe. Oh, so true. You're right, right. you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. the French Mistake universe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. It's like fucking Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, okay, apparently this meme did get revived in 2015. So, so. Okay. It, it fits with my timeline. Anyway, yeah, Sam's like looking around being like, should I be doing this? But he does it. Evidently. It would be very, like, like Ian said, like, don't have sex with people who don't know that you're you, but also, in his defense, unfortunately, it will be very hard and very weird for him to be like, yes. it's not, because I'm not me, I'm Sam Winchester. Like, yeah. that won't work on her, because she'll just be like, all right, you're being a freak. <laughs> they would, See, they would turn into or you could just do the normal <laughs> thing and be like, hey, not tonight, do you want to watch a movie? Exactly. Right, but Sam Winchester can't do that. There are things. easy ways to turn down sex that do not involve masking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he could do it. Maybe he did. Unless there was a line yeah. that insti- in yeah. insinuated. No, there's he... there's no indication of no. what actually okay. happened after that. Fine, it's just I'll give him the benefit implied. of the so doubt. It's up to our imagination. Uh-huh. Um, so early in the morning... Uh, they go with Cliff uh, to uh, get their packages, and Cliff's like, we're not doing anything illegal, are we? And Sam says, would it make you feel better if we said no? And Cliff goes, no. <laughs> they literally, they messed Jared and Jensen up so bad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Imagine being, Between imagine Misha getting being... stabbed to death. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god, literally. Between Misha getting stabbed to death, Jensen and Jared, like, fucking smuggling dead people parts into America and then into Canada uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and maxing out all of their credit cards and having breakdowns on set and then half of the cast and crew getting shot <laughs> yeah oh wait by yeah, right, the right. that also, they tried to beat to death <laughs> yeah Eric Kripke and Robert Singer universe. are dead yeah, right. yeah. They, didn't, they didn't need to recast yeah. Castiel there's no Supernatural now yeah, yeah that's true the show, the show would not like, continue you can't come back from something like I this I bet they made the front page again though mm. mm-hmm. yeah someone would fi- someone well Sarah Gamble's not dead she would she dead. would try to keep this corpse alive <laughs> She would. She, she absolutely when are we gonna, would. That scene's coming up soon, I think. Her kicking the horse. Oh, it's after they bomb. Oh, man, we're only halfway through talking about this episode. Good heavens. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, they go to the film set early in the morning to try to do this, like, spell. Uh, and then it turns out, uh-oh, uh, film sets open up really early in the morning. Um, the lights turn on and we hear uh, Robert Singer being like, we finished in 12 hours if it kills us, blah, 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 blah. And then they see, he sees Sam and Dean and is like, oh, you're for first run through, dedication. And then they and then are they forced to do some acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're like, oh, we need God. the set. We need the set cleared. 
Um, and Robert Singer is like, okay, okay, man, I'm going to be going to level with you. It's great that you guys are doing acting. We need to shoot this show. Mm-hmm. The set will be cleared once we uh, shoot the two and a half pages that we are scheduled to shoot today. Um, oh, also, we get a Dean Cain um, reference here from Lois and Clark, which I believe Robert Singer was a was a was a director on. I mean, he of course oh. he would of course he was because he says he he wouldn't be making this anecdote if he was wasn't. But uh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 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 a bunch of like Lois and Clark um, crossover between Supernatural and this, some of the other. Um, like, uh, uh, I think the director of photography also worked on that. Um, yeah. Yet another thing Supernatural touches besides Buffy and X-Files. Yep. <laughs> the very touch of you, Karab. <laughs> yeah, because it was, I mean, yeah. I mean, this, this is the thing, like, Canadian television, is there, there's, like, you could play six degrees of Kevin Bacon with, like, anyone on anything in Canadian TV. It's a fairly, like... That's true. Just like not, British it, television. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> They've got the same five actors growing in a vat. <laughs> well, less so actors, more so yeah, like uh, production, because the mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff is filmed here, but a lot there's a lot of like people, the same people like doing different shows, etc. Because it's like it's not that big. It's not Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So as they try um, acting, <laughs> they they keep like wiggling because they're not good at blocking. Oh, they're so bad. It's They're extremely bad so at funny. acting is the joke. Yes. Um Sam keeps like moving his arms. He's extremely uncomfortable. They're trying to figure out if they should look at the camera. They keep looking down at the tape marks for the blocking. Um at There's some a... point Misha looks to the camera and goes, "What the hell?" <laughs> I know. Poor Misha. Um... He's just trying to do his job. Jared Padalecki went bit... when... <laughs> Sorry. Jared... Jared Padalecki when faced with acting is just like what <laughs> um there, there's a bit uh at twenty two twenty five where sam's doing this absolutely bizarre like almost dance he's like got his mm-hmm. arms like crossed at a diagonal level and is like rocking back and forth and like touching his face man cannot say stay still he's stimming <laughs> Truly. Yeah, way, uh, way, way back when we first started talking about, like, the themes of this show, um, I mentioned something. I think I've brought up this episode. I might have just hinted towards it. Um, where Dean, technically, Dean's job in this scene is to, ju- I mean, Sam too. Um, their job in the scene is, in this scene, God, can I talk? Their job in this scene is to be themselves. Like, they're just, I mean, they're supposed to have their lines, but they're playing themselves. Um, so, what we, what we, in the real world are seeing is Jensen playing Dean playing Jensen playing Dean, right? Which is Mm -hmm. a fun concept, but that means that Dean is playing Dean, right? And so you'd think that they'd be able to just, like, talk to Cass, but they're so hyper-self-conscious that it comes off as terrible, and um, you can see the facade, and it's like, hmm, where else have I seen self-consciousness and hyper-performance? Hmm. 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 There's then um, the... you go. Oh, I was just gonna. I was gonna move on. Um, to the Quebecois guy. There's um, I feel like there's a bit of Ghostface's effect in this also. Um, because like they talk about because first of all, their lines are this are like, their lines in this are like a little bit over the top. Uh, particularly mm-hmm. what Sam says, which is why he keeps like trying to oversell it. Um, what's yeah? He's like, if there's a key, there must also be a lock. 
same oh. exact logic. And they but keep cutting you know what? In defense of whoever wrote that line in universe, um, earlier this episode, they were like, "Oh, that's fake my that's fake me. This must be fake mine." Like they do talk like that. Yeah, like they like he's he's messing up the line a little bit, like. And the lock. We'll still have the lock, I imagine, because we've no. opened it. And, like, that's not what the line is. But yeah, no. they would say if there's a key, there has to be a lock. And when we, right, like, I guess, he sorry. He would say that. The, the thing I was thinking is, like, right, later they look at the script and, like, no one says penultimate. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of, like, um, Cast are we, are, have we watched, like, the elevated version of their lives? Like, is there, is this, like... Is the way they're, like, acting and talking not actually how they would act and talk normally? I don't know. There's some mm. fun stuff there. Are there fewer Kirkyisms like... within the supernatural universe? Or are there more? <laughs> Christ. Um, also, Sam would say penultimate. But, like, again, like, that's your point. Like, yeah. in the supernatural show universe, Sam would say penultimate. However. Yeah. However, Sam is now looking at himself and being like, no one says that. Um... Misha Collins being increasingly more and more exhausted over the course of this filming is extremely funny. Oh my uh, god. The poor, poor um, Misha. He's doing his like, cast voice for so long, it's gonna hurt his the, throat. The, um... Yeah, the same line over and over again. So boring. The, like, set assistant woman who, like, comes to, like, fix his hair, he, like, shoves her away. Uh, and we repeatedly... He does, he really does. We repeatedly get shots of Robert Singer just, like, mugging for the camera, just, like, being like, what is wrong with these guys, in a way that is very funny. Mm-hmm. Is... Robert Singer goes, what is happening? And then the, the Quebecois guy goes, an atrocity is happening. <laughs> this is where Which Misha I think is says... his only line in this, in this show. No, he has he a couple had, He had a serviceable before when they oh, right, suggested yeah. the freeze frame. Yeah, serviceable. Yeah, true. Yeah, he had right. a couple. Excuse my bad French accent. <laughs> Um, it's okay. Everyone says, from Quebec has a, a bad French accent. A... Then, uh, then we get Bob Singer calling um, Sarah, yes. saying that they've started talking to each other, um, and now Jensen's living at Jared's house, um, and they're like, okay, and we're smuggling things, which might be organs or drugs. Um, they're they're baffled. Meanwhile, Dean and Sam are goofing around with trying to do the sigil, but it didn't work. Yeah, um, they crash to the window, and Kevin's like, drugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam realizes um, there's no magic, there's no supernatural. I should I should also say, uh, when... Um, so, so Sarah's like, what's their terror level alert? Bob says, orange. They started talking to each other, and Sarah's like, what? But that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, so, okay, I have to ask now. Is this Sarah Gamble's voice? No. No, okay. So they they fully went through with not having. Honestly, I at first I thought it was because I watched the video of like her and Kripke talking to me, like doing a retrospective on the show, and like it does kind of sound like her. Okay, but it's not. Uh, she is being played by an actress. Alrighty then. Or voiced by an actress. Uh, but yeah, magic doesn't work here. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So Sam says no supernatural, no magic. Dean says no demons, no hell, no heaven, no God. And Sam says something like, "Even better, no angels." Interesting. Which is which is fascinating implication. No hell beneath us. So there's no angels. And there's like a, we get like after he says no angels, there's like a, a you know a second of and then reaction. Shows up. There's no cast in this world. What the hell? No. This is brownie face. Yeah. Th- this is was so fascinating to me because like when I was much younger and like 
you know, really, really getting into my fantasy and sci-fi and everything. And I was like, you know what? I bet these authors come from alternate universes where the things that they write about are real. And that's why they, like, write them so good. Like, that's why authors are, you know, that's why good authors uh-huh. are good writers. Um, <laughs> so, like, that was a very real thing for me when I was younger. Um, so, like, the implications of the supernatural universe existing being real and then like someone coming out of the supernatural universe and being like here's this tv show about a totally fake thing that i made up like is is like that's not what the show is going for um here but it is fun to think about (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i mean yeah there's a long history of um like metal like not seriously imagining fictional worlds as like alternate places that really exist but there's a lot of fiction that like digs into that stephen king particularly well known for doing this um <laughs> i just gave a, a sigh i don't mm-hmm. care for stephen tell King's us your opinions on stephen king of meta narrative i think stephen king i have never read anything by stephen king i liked let's put it that way and leave it there i have read one book by stephen <laughs> king i've read several i watched it on halloween and that's about it i've not seen it my parents have told me that I should try his early okay. stuff because that's apparently when he was better. Um, Salem's Lot is a, To be is, fair, is your dad good. also likes Snow Crash. Extremely. Yes, he does. <clears throat> he recommended it to me again this week. The, the Shining and Salem's Don't Lot are good novels, that's all I'll say. Mo- moving on. My, my point is, is again, just situating the show in history and particularly, like, I talked about that there being various, like, things inspired by Stephen King over the course of the show because mm-hmm. it's hard not to be when you're doing, like, contemporary like urban horror like adjacent stuff that man casts a long shadow um but yeah so this is so interesting the what does this mean (laughs) so we we've talked before i guess about um you know for example um like other alternate like worlds and timelines in the show particularly um what's the episode where we cut to the future the end the end? The end, yes. Five, four. Um, and, also by Ben and we, we talk about how... We, we talked a lot about the metaphysics of that and, like, Lucifer being Lucifer in every universe and, like, like knowing what's going to happen or, like, kind of being fractal in that way or, like, multifaceted across various, like, possible dimensions. And I was like, well, what does that mean for his victory? Like, or what... Like, does he have to win in every universe? Like, how does that work? And we go even further beyond that here of being like, there are universes where he doesn't exist, where none of this exists, and where no one has any power. Presumably, like, God wouldn't either if he came here. I, I like, I don't know. Like, it's... Because cause it, it implies that there's... It, the angel says, if anyone knows this is true, it's the angel that is like, when you die here, you are only dirt. Fascinating. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. the, the, I get, like, the, yes, this is written, this episode is written by Ben Edlin, but, like, the Christian-centric, religious, spiritual, supernatural uh, universe of the supernatural universe is, this is not good radio, um, <laughs> is, um, like, None of it exists here. So, like, like that is a fascinating concept. Like, back when uh, you had the, the episode with all the gods. Um, Hammer of the gods. Yeah, Hammer of dad. the Gods. And, um, like, the fact that the, the idea that um, 
all these different religions and beliefs can coexist in a universe, but like in this universe, none of that exists. Like, is it only the Christian centric concept? Um, it's a, like, it's, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, it's a it's a dead world. It's yeah, completely apparently. material. Like, presumably Christians still like religion. Presumably still exists, yeah. but none of it is real in the way that the supernatural show universe portrays it to be like okay that's a thing to say yeah mm -hmm. it's an interesting thing to say to say about like the material world and being like this is an accurate representation of the material world um and like just saying flat out magic does not exist god does not exist there are no gods period there's like nothing mm -hmm. it is purely mundane yep. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to say and be like, this is this is the world you occupy, audience. Yeah. 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 Also interesting considering the um, the interaction between metaphysical and material, the way we talked about with um, Appointment in Samara, where yeah. you know, death has to be there for anyone to die. Um, and now it's like, well, in this universe, none of that is true. Everything happens scientifically and nothing else. There is no such concept as a soul in this universe. Like, what does that even mean? And, and If like, soulless Sam came here, would he be fine? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, going like going back to, like, we don't well, do have... do not have souls here? Yeah, like, we, we don't have that alternate viewpoint of, like, what's going on in Sam and Dean's world. But, like, if, if we were to see Jared and Jensen in Sam and Dean's world, would that mean that their spirits... Like, would that mean that Sam and Dean's spirits occupied J Jared and Jensen's bodies? Did their physical bodies swap? And Sam and Dean's soul, soul power, whatever that is, like, has... Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist or is stagnant or dormant in Jared and Jensen's universe? Would Jared and Jensen be able to tap into the um, supernatural abilities of Sam and Dean's universe? Would or... Jared then have blood freak powers? Yeah, like, like <sighs> they don't talk about that here, which, like, it's a, only a 40-minute episode. They can only talk about so much. They had a very direct line to do, but, like... Uh -huh. Again, like the implications is insane. Like, what does that yeah, mean? The, like, obviously, none of this matters, but it's really fun to think about. Yeah. Um, there's <laughs> almost a, like, okay, so, like, and in a way, this feels unique to me in that most fiction with multiverses has a, like, uh, locus point, like an er point. They're all, like, connected in some way. There's, like, a core truth to reality, like, across all reality. Mm -hmm. um, again, gesturing toward the Dark Tower, uh, like, things you could go to any world or like any kind of existence and like things can pass between them and like those things are what they are and can still do what they do like there's a core rule set um this is almost like um actual like uh this is almost like actual multiversal theory uh which which um brief uh, aside on the anthropic principle. Um, so physics works in such a way that allows for life to happen in a way that has made scientists go like, well, okay, so if these numbers were slightly different, we wouldn't exist, which is interesting. What does that mean? Like, are we, are there other universes that could have other, like, ways of working? Like, what's the chance that we exist? Like, it's impossible like if this that this configuration just so happened at the big bang so are there are we a statistical anomaly 
or like within a certain statistical range, and there are thousands and millions of infinite other universes that had slightly different configurations of laws of physics at the beginning of time uh, that like are just dead, are like dead universes where nothing can exist because like physics works differently. And mm -hmm. in this case, this is that, except for like physics works the same, but there's an extra physical principle we could call magic that does not exist in this universe. And if a magical entity entered this one, presumably it could not exist. Or like, well, angels, well, yeah, or like Virgil would Virgil's material. consciousness Virgil, remains well, yes, within his vessel. Yes, but that's because he's a vet. Yeah, that's because he's a human vessel. If something like, I'm very curious if you put like a monster through here, would it like start to dissolve or whatever? Or like, would it lose all its powers and just be this like jacked up solely material being? We found Could a cure for lycanthropy. <laughs> Could you put yeah. a ghost through? It's also interesting hmm. because despite the fact that there is no magic, Virgil is rendered completely powerless. The blood cup still works. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. Which is so it, a type of magic. Maybe because it still has that tether to like like a can, like two yeah. cans on a string, you know, like the string is still there. Mm -hmm. But the, that's kind of that's kind of what I assume. It's very interesting. To I me. don't think they thought about it this much when they were writing the episode, no. but <laughs> absolutely not. It's fun to think about for our purposes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Because, yeah, I was thinking about the reason why the, like, spell works is because it's someone reaching through from the other side. Mm -hmm. But, like, you could not reach through from this side. But I guess he does reach through from this side. So, yeah, I don't know. But, but only I'm... through his can on a string. Yeah. It's also, it's interesting that this blood cup communication is able to break across separate universes. Mm -hmm. Like, not just the fact that the magic will work, but the fact that you can communicate across parallel universes with mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make perfect sense if, like, angels had angel power wherever they were, but... But it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's, like, one You know what? Raphael extra... is an archangel, so he's probably more powerful. Maybe he's a little bit more able to reach into this universe than the average angel. Yeah, maybe. There's like a tiny little bit. There's like one extra field or whatever that's like you can have a little bit magic. <laughs> this one <laughs> spell works as a treat. Yeah, or like blood magic is the yeah, only. Yeah, I was magic thinking like maybe just uh -huh. like the most powerful, most demanding spells. Like you can make it work, maybe not as powerfully. Like this mm -hmm. one demands like human sacrifice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it has like a very physical, like non esoteric. Um, link or or component uh mm -hmm. that maybe makes a difference well that's our metaphysics corner <laughs> <laughs> yep uh the next thing that happens is the virgil fight i believe <laughs> yeah 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 like thinking about this from a normal person's perspective is like yeah they're literally just fucking beating this guy up that is what they're doing like yep. <laughs> the the rules, not just the magical rules, um, but the rules of Sam and Dean's world, where they can do whatever harm they deem necessary and only get caught when the plot, you know, calls for it, um, is not working here because you can't just beat people up just because uh -huh. they're angels trying to stop you. Like that doesn't work here anymore. And they can't even make oh. the claim that it was self-defense because all Virgil did was put his hand on this tent. Uh -huh. That doesn't look like a murder attempt. Um, I forgot. Also, there's the, the 
there's the bit where in between shooting that nobody says penultimate where they're in their chairs and like Misha is sitting behind them, like looking back and forth between them in a way that's very funny. And this is where he treats R O T F R O T F L M A O. They had a late one last night. And he leans forward over Sam's shoulder and he's like, what's in the box? And Sam just casually goes, part of the dead person. He doesn't even try oh, yeah, to lie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> um, but yes, then this fight happens. And yeah, like you said, they have to deal. I mean, there are times um, there's been moments where like they've been lured out into public by um, monsters and like made to think that they're the bad guys uh, that happened in um, the uh, in what is it? Was it Two and a Half Men with the baby? That's the name of the episode? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, shapeshifter yep. did it in that episode. But yeah, it's like in particular here. Uh, th- this has, it's, you know, they're like, oh, they tried to kill an extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> I love how, like, he's obviously distressed, but, like, not for the safety of the extra, but because it's, like... Bad PR. <laughs> he's so, yeah, he's like, apparently Jensen and Jared tried to beat an extra yep. to death. And he's just, like, totally, everyone is, like, totally. And then when Eric Kripke shows up and they talk about Misha getting killed, they're like, oh, yeah, it's so tragic. It's horrible. Tragic, terrible stuff. Got us on the front page of Variety, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tragic, though. Like. Oh, Um, I just looked up when Jared Padalecki got arrested for um, assault, and it was not until 2019. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if they would have made this joke after that. Yeah. The framing for this fight is extremely funny because, like, the the fight starts uh, and then we cut to um, the real Lou Bolo, the stunt coordinator for the show, actually playing himself, uh, flirting with this, uh, like, with, uh, in in the thing it calls her makeup girl number one, uh, flirting with this makeup girl uh, who is, like, 30 years younger than him or whatever, um, and... Uh, this is a, the guy we talked about Lubolo before. Uh, he's the one with the writing credit on Are You There, God? It's Me, Dean Winchester, and Wishful Thinking. Um, he seems like a character. He's having fun playing himself. He's wearing an incredible shirt that's like this like fishing print with like a fish and a bear and mountains on it and stuff. It's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have the good bit of like the fight that he presumably did coordinate that he is now watching. And is asked if the, is that one of yours, and he's like, "Uh oh, no." It's so good. Oh right, and also in the background, the stunt actors who are, are presumably also yeah, the stunt actors are doing their own thing. Presumably, that's also them doing the fight. That's funny. Which which mm. is just meta on a level that I adore. Layers. So this fight happens. Uh, they fail in that they win the fight, but Virgil gets to sneak the key away from them while they're being grabbed. Uh, and then we have another conversation with Sarah Gamble. Yeah, she's like, maybe I should come down, come up and talk to them, come up um, specifically, because yeah. she's presumably not in Canada. Um, yeah. And Jim's like, I don't know if you they know who she is. She's new. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is really funny. This is her first season as like... showrunner. <laughs> We might need to get Eric Kripke himself to come. And she's like, how does that make me look? I'm supposed to be running this thing. And this is where we get Octocobra. It's like, he's in his in a cabin somewhere writing his next pilot. She's like, you sold Octocobra? Yes, mother of God, they'll buy anything. <laughs> mother of God. <laughs> Which is really okay. funny. Very good bit. 
the uh the actual show that Kripke what left to do was that like um wasn't it it's a it's a post-apocalyptic show right um uh revolution Yeah, it's a show about like all like electronics like stop yeah. working and so like the the apocalypse occurs in mm. like a like social sort of way. Oh, that's what the Rule of 3 book series was about. That was cool. Mm. I read a book about that in one of my classes. It was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um apparently that show is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is fine. The most, the most damning uh, review from Wyatt. Yeah, sixty-five on Metacritic. I've ever heard from Wyatt on it. The was topic of how fine. something was. <laughs> I mean, I just mean like it's it's got sixty-five out of hundred on Metacritic, seventy-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like you know, it's a it's a TV it's show. It's fine. It's fine. It got canceled after two it's seasons. Um, it got a comic book to carry on the story a little bit. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So then, anyway, then we, then we get <laughs> Misha. Do octopuses. Yep. I love how pathetic he he's is. He's l- such a fucking little guy. Um, first of all, he calls this other guy little fella, right? And then he uh-huh. gets in his car and he makes like a little face and he takes out his phone to tweet again and he goes, "Ever get that feeling? Someone's in the back seat, frowny face." And then. Of course, Virgil is in the back seat, knife to his throat, and he starts making like the squeakiest little ah ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Doesn't he say feel like you're being watched? Yes, yes, yes. Like he tweets like when you feel like you're being watched. Uh, this tweet was not tweeted out because he did not get to send it before the knife got put to his throat. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. The the transcript is very funny. He's like, ever get that feeling someone's in the back seat, and then the transcript goes, Virgil, who is in the back seat. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what is the shirt that he's wearing? What's this uh, writing on his shirt? The, the transcript calls it a New Age mm-hmm. patterned shirt. It's it's that specific when like he takes off the cast. Is it, that a I think Buddha? it says Nama. I think it says Namaste on his shirt. I think that's the the words cut off by his jacket, uh, which which that's presumably like means that that would be Sanskrit. It, Isn't that like a specific like that? A lot of people who are like either actually involved or just like hippies like um like that's a very specific symbol that i don't know what it's called unfortunately that's why i'm not actually saying what it is is it is it just namaste in sanskrit i don't know um that that symbol i believe i i believe it is yes yeah it seems hmm. to be yeah like it looks like it's a three with a yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's what he has on his shirt yeah fun (laughs) it's funny yeah, it's, yeah, it says Namaste in English and Sanskrit. Yeah, uh, he's also wearing an extremely Canadian jacket um, <laughs> in this. All right, <laughs> I've seen this guy walking down the streets of Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, knife to his throat. And now he's being forced uh, to drive. Then we pause on Misha and go. This is the Robert Singer scene I was talking about. Um, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he's like, there you are, guys. You got a minute? And Sam's like, oh, we're actually looking for it. He goes, for that extra you tried to kill? So is it money? This is the kind of act that goes away if we can scare up some coverage on a raise. I love how blase he is about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dean's like, it's more like money? You pay are. these jokers enough as it is. And, and then this is where they realize that his name is Bob, <laughs> the Bobby Singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, what kind of douche name is a character after he's like, himself? Uh, and, and, Sam's like, that's not right. And he's like... 
He's like, I want you to think of me as like Uncle Bob. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's very good. And he's like, okay, guys, let's begin again. I love how he just like, like uh, glosses over everything, yep. like the weird stuff yep. they keep saying. Like he just keeps talking about what he's trying. He to He just talk keeps about. it all bundled down inside himself. Uh huh. It's like you can't come to work on poppers and smuggle kidneys in from Mexico and make up your own lines as you go. You cannot make up your own lines. <laughs> that's the worst one. That's what that's really getting him. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. It's so uh -huh. good. This scene is so funny. It's so good. Um. And this is where Dean, to his eyes, goes fully off the deep end, and he's like, you heard my brother. That's right, I said brother, because you know what? Bob, we're not actors, we're hunters, we're the Winchesters, always have been, always will be. And where we're from, people don't know who we are, Dean, that's not true, you have a fandom. But you know what? <laughs> we mattered in that world. In fact, we even saved a son of a bitch once or twice. And yeah, okay, here, maybe there's some, some fans who give a crap about this nonsense. I was like, I would call it nonsense. But Bob Singer, if that even is your name, tell me, what does it all mean? And there's a pause, and Bob says, okay, this is good. I mean, we've all had our psychotic breaks, right? I could work with this. It's so funny. <laughs> Just completely no-sells him. It's so good. He's like, all right, Jackals is, is going Fucking... through something. Totally fine. Fucking the violinist on the Titanic here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally. This is just what Dean is like, or Jensen is like in real life. Um... Uh, and then Misha is found dead in an alley. <laughs> Misha Collins found They go dead. back to Jared's house and Genevieve is like sobbing. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before that, this is where Virgil's like, uh, how do you live in this grubby, shabby desert? Nothing greater than yourselves. Nothing but dirt when you die. Yeah. Um, this is so good. This actor is like playing this character like he's from a different show, which like the different show is supernatural. Mm -hmm. But the rest of this episode is such a comedic bent to it. And Virgil is just this mm -hmm. like machine of violence, like avenging angel, like weapon master from a different setting that has just been thrown into this rules. comedy episode. Yeah. And it's like genuinely scary. It's really good. Yeah. God, and Misha's just like, when he. I wonder if he's yeah. named Virgil because of like Dante and Virgil the Inferno. Yeah, that's Probably. what I was thinking when they first was introduced. Probably, yeah. And he's just just I like I love when oh. he when he takes the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just ugly sobbing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which fair, he's about to be killed, yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, so they funny. made him such a little pathetic little guy. It's like what? Yeah. Oh, they, oh, oh, they just oh. kill him. Misha gurgling. <laughs> they ganked Misha. Misha gurgling. Yep. And then they show up at Jen. It's Misha. He's been gutted. <laughs> Misha. He's been stabbed to death. Yeah. And Which the, was great when J2 both go where? came out because then uh, there was the image going around of like, it's Jared. He's been gutted. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Um, <clears throat> and then they learn. Yeah. it's <laughs> This scene is treated so comedically. It's very funny. <laughs> Yeah, Genevieve has like exaggeratedly smeared mascara down her face. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, so good. So so. The good. the homeless guy who witnessed the murder says the scary man killed the attractive crying man. So I guess we get <laughs> yes. one win for Misha in this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> um. And then, so they figure out from this homeless man, like I said, um, didn't give him fifty bucks, which is nice. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, I guess it's not his, I guess it's not his money. He can't use Canadian dollars. Right. They can't steal from them because it's Canadian dollars. They could, they, they could. Paul, oh, please. Yeah. Take it to the bank. They yeah. Could they could convert it. it to a bank. I know. I'm just yeah. making a joke. It's worth nothing. That is funny though. <laughs> um, actually, I think the Canadian dollar was fine in 2010. Aww. Rip to better days. Rip to when I could buy a game on Steam and it wasn't $80. Oh, rip. Um, oh, Wyatt. 
Are there really uh-huh. little maple leaves on Canadian police tape? I, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> okay, because there are in this show. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yes, it's so stupid. It's not real. <laughs> no. <laughs> why would we do that? I don't We're not know. at, like, Disneyland. That's why I thought it was weird. I was like, I have to find out if this is real or not. They were just like, just in case you weren't aware, we're in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, we use a real like we use regular police line. Do not cross tape in Canada. Also, okay. <laughs> Who is the world supplier of police tape? Do not cross. Uh-huh. Do they have a patent on it? Presumably. You must be making a lot of money if everyone uses I, the same type of. I don't know. Tape. Well, only people. Who, only you can just buy crime scene tape on Amazon. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyone with a cricket could do it. With what? You know, like a. Oh, C R I C U T. Oh, the cricket machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Dean, so they're like, okay, so we gotta fight this guy. It's fine. What's in? How scary is an angel with no wings? Cut, Cut to, to him buying a gun. Virgil so buying two guns. <laughs> He's. It's literally so fucking good. He's got a fucking gun. Mm-hmm. He's literally an angel with a shotgun. He's a shotgun. Yep. Yep. He's Heaven's Weapon Master. He knows all guns. He's like, he's like, I'd like to see that pump action tactical. 12 gauge. Yeah. Shotgun. Oh my god, wait. Angel with a Shotgun was released in 2011. Shut up. Oh. OMG. Uh, also, he just him. kills someone who walks in the door and like we don't see who that was. Uh-huh. He had to, he had to make sure that it worked. I think... Nope. I think when this scene was happening, I was like, is he going to kill that guy with the gun? Like, it's not, it shouldn't be loaded. If it's loaded, that's very dumb. But then he, he like, knocks him out or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, he knocks him out and then mm-hmm. loads the gun. So I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. Um. Hold on, wait. This seems like Angel with a Shotgun was released after February of 2011, which means I'm choosing to believe the cab saw this episode and was like, whoa, Virgil rules. I'm going to write him a song. <laughs> No, literally so true. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll integrate that into my beliefs. <laughs> um, all right. So briefly, um, Dean and Sam talk about like how like don't you have a better life here, Sam? Sam's like it doesn't mean the same thing here. We're not even brothers the way Dean here, is man. Only like you. Yeah. The way Dean is like you have a better mm-hmm. life. Yep. He doesn't even know what Jensen Ackles' life yep. is like. Besides the fact that he has a trailer with a helicopter in it. Um, He's a painter. Yep. And he's, a, and he's a painted horror. And then a Hummer rolls up and Eric Kripke gets out. <laughs> um, they did an okay job making this guy look like Eric Kripke. They, they did their best. His like, face is different, but, you know, they, they did didn't their give best. Him he looks surgery. like an alternate universe <laughs> Eric Kripke. No. Yeah. And, yeah, this, he's just like, oh, Misha. Totally awful. Got us the front page of Variety, though. Did you see that? Yeah. And Bob Singer goes, front page, really? Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, but tragic. Yeah, tragic. That's smile. what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's so funny. And then it's immediately so they just start doing small talk. He's like, "How's Octocobra?" He's like, "I can't wait to tell you about it." And he's like, "Wow, can't wait." <laughs> he's like, "I'll tell you about it over lunch." And he's like, "Great, awesome." Um, and then he's like, "Okay." He does the. He's very like energetic in his mannerisms like all right i'm just gonna bust in the in that trailer and talk to him uh and then in the distance virgil begins to ominously walk into frame <laughs> and the little gopher boy who's been all throughout this episode it's like guys <laughs> he's got a gun 
I love that they gave Eric Kripke a Kripkeism. Yeah. In this in <laughs> in this episode, we can nip this bud right out the gate. Nobody talks like yep. that. Yep. And then then the slow-mo scene. Style? Robert yeah, Robert Singer goes, uh, no. Yeah, I, I believe this scene is a reference to Desperado. Okay. Uh in terms of like the slow-mo, the like walking forward, the music. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but it's funny. I guess. Um, no, it's great. And then Kripke lies dead on the floor with his stomach all bloodied exactly like Mary. So true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Insane of Eric Kripke to be like, actually, I'm Mary Coded. <laughs> Mary Coded of Eric Kripke to be killed by a wound in his He's stomach. He's like, what if I'm the uh-huh. sacrificial mother? <laughs> <laughs> Stop, I don't want to think like that. I don't like it. Um, and, then, and then the rest of the cast starts getting shot up. Um, uh, they kill um, uh, the assistant director, um, Kevin. Uh, and then some other, other random guys. And then... Man, the way Surge dodges the bullet is funny every single time I watch it. <laughs> I'm going to make a gif of this and put it in the refs. <laughs> It's so funny. He just has this look on his face. He's like, wow, this is, uh, this, is, this is new. I was expecting this to happen. But not in like a scared way. In a like, well, it's time to leave way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adult life is already Me so when I fucking shot weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the typical French reaction to getting shot at. <laughs> There's no white flag. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what do we well, think about the cast and crew of the show getting massacred? It's like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's funny. It is true. Yeah, it's just Listen, funny. Listen, if I were writing a show, if I were writing a show like this, I would be like, hell yeah, let's kill it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then Luke was like, let's get rid of all these freaks. Yep. And he was right. It rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun sequence. Like, you have to imagine, like, pitching this episode as like, okay, so they come to us and we're all going to die. <laughs> we're all getting shot. <laughs> Except me, I mean, ben it, it is true. That is what happened if the show, if like this show intruded into the real world, like none of the cast is making it out. Mm-hmm. No. Ben Edlund is the final girl, I guess. <laughs> Even though he didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. I guess Sarah Gamble didn't get shot. Yeah, that's all this episode is missing is a Bedlin cameo. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it I didn't. I mean, they're the writers. It. They don't matter. <laughs> right, I guess. They're not like on set. Yeah. Same thing with the showrunners, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pass it off to the other guys. Um, then they go flying, well, they fight Virgil a little bit, and then they go flying through the window into a freeze frame, exactly like they suggested back yep, in Act 1. Yep, it's yeah, really it's good. really good. It's a really good, <laughs> like, so setup good. payoff, like, perfect. Brick joke. Yep. <laughs> now that I yep. know what that is. Yep. Back in... Uh, also, I okay. should, I should say that they do the actual window stunt twice in this episode, so it's just them, like, really just, like, taking the piss or just being funny. Because they could have just done it again. Like, they, they paid for it <laughs> twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even have to do it that second time. But For the narrative wholeness. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Also... Oh, go on. Sorry, I'd just, like just like to point out that Virgil is, like, one-handing his fucking 12-gauge. Uh-huh. No. I was like, oh, oh, damn, okay. Shotguns have a lot of kickback, but not all right. even no kick at all. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, 
He's he's tough even if he's not magic anymore. Yeah. Uh, the way yeah the way he walks backwards is the funniest thing in the world. Sorry, I'm just watching this gif Bye. again. He just takes like two quick steps back behind a wall. <laughs> so casual. He fucking matrix. I know. It. I know. Hell? It's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, like it's, bends this scene, said, I, I want to watch, I want to figure out how to get my hands on this DVD commentary so badly, like, if only for this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, uh, they, they fight, they, like, go back through the thing, uh, and then they're back in the show. Yay, back in Sam the natural world. It's dark. Yeah. And then yep. Raphael shows up. Hi, Raphael. And then Cass shows up. Mm-hmm. Hi, I was like, ma'am, women. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dean goes, dude looks like a lady. Not yep. funny. No. No. A reference, at least. But then Raphael starts torturing them, yeah. so I guess, you know. Yep. And Balthazar shows up and is like, this was all a bit. I just thought it would be funny to put you in, <laughs> to make you suffer through that. So funny. Yeah. Funny. He, called, he says that, um... He volunteered them for a game of fetch, and he calls them the stick, uh-huh. which is really good. <laughs> it's so good. They got fucking not on. <laughs> and then Cass is here, and he's so powerful now. Hi, but yep. it's so funny. Hi, bestie. It's so funny seeing Cass in the context of this episode right after yep. we had Misha yep. Collins yep. Yep. being Misha Collins. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's Castiel, our best friend Castiel, but also Misha Collins is... A hilarious dick like <laughs> i did not think about Misha Can I also just at say... all when i was looking at Cass because i was so happy to have Cass back he's <laughs> not in so this true. season they enough and he's finally here with me. his big big wings i simply do not have terminal mm-hmm. brain that worms. being said rip to you but that i'm different being said the cgi on the wings not on the wings the shadows look fine but they put like a filter over Cass that just looks really weird I yeah, think he it looks amazing. Kind of weird shot. He'll be quiet. <laughs> Don't be rude to my best friend. Criticism is healthy. <laughs> As if Cass has not, not been Cass. through enough. Okay. <laughs> right? Cass has not done anything wrong in his this life, is... except for the atrocities, which were justified. And haven't happened yet. <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah, those also haven't happened yet. <laughs> After Raphael leaves, Cass. Nope, Balthazar says, Cass, now that you have your sword, try not to die by it. Um, yep. Dean is the sword, uh, and Cass did. Uh, <sighs> like it is a good line, Balthazar. besides for the brain worms. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Shout out to Balthazar for having, like, horrible X energy with everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, even with Raphael. It's like... <laughs> he just looks like that guy who's a bad X. <laughs> yeah. Talks to everyone Bisexuals like I've had slutty, sex with statistical you, and it was not that Balthazar great. the angel who has had sex with everyone <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Balthazar and Crowley. Yeah. Diversity win. This is why they're perfect for each other. I will die on my Crowley Hill. That's valid. It's my one crack ship. I'm allowed to have one. Um, right, so Cass so... brings them back, tells them nothing, and yep. leaves them alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are very offended, like I said, that he didn't tell them that he was going to do this. And he's like, when will I be able to make you understand if I lose against Raphael, we all lose everything. Dean's like, yeah, we know the stakes. That's all you told us. And he says, I'm sorry about all this. I'll explain what I can. And then just teleports out. Bye. And then we get a cute little, like, uh, Sam knocks on the wall to make sure it's real. Yeah, not a set. 
Uh-huh. And Tina's like, well, we're broke again. And Sam's like, yeah, but hey, we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good callback. Yeah. That's the last line. Oh, boy. We were. We <laughs> this is going to be a long one, one y'all. <laughs> I knew. That was two I knew hours. we were going to talk about this episode for like two hours, but. Oh, man. Um, well. Okay. As per usual, we kind of talked about the themes in the middle of the episode, so uh, actor facts. Virgil is played by uh, Carlos Sanz, uh, who was Coach Martinez in uh, Yellow Jackets, uh, Ignacio Velasquez, Velasquez in The Oath, and Christopher Gomez in Ten Days in the Valley. Um, Jim Michaels, the co-executive producer who took Kim Manners' place in season five. Uh, and also produced Lois and Clark, there's the Lois and Clark thing, and Everybody Hates Chris, was played by Garwin Sanford, who played characters alongside Sylvester Stallone in Get Carter and Malcolm McDowell in The Barber, as well as Taylor Shields on the 90s Hawkeye show and William Thatcher in When Calls the Heart, Kevin Parks, the first assistant director and second unit director across the history of the show, all the way to the final episode, was played by Jason Bryden, who was Otto in The Umbrella Academy and The Trickster in Animism, uh, an animated show on the Aboriginal People's Television Network of Canada, which is neat. Um, as I said, the driver, Cliff Kosterman, who was tiny in Folsom Prison Blues, but not this actor, but the real Cliff Kosterman, uh, was played by Philip Maurice Hayes, who played Conan in Young Conan, the animated show, and has been, has been various bit parts of various Canadian animated TV shows for the past, like, 20 years. Sarah Gamble was voiced by Hilary Jardine, who also played Susan in Van Helsing and Mildred in Upload. Lou Bolo played himself. Um, and finally, the man himself, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, most famous probably for being Lou Loomis and Caddyshack and Noah Vanderhoff in Wayne's World, but our generation would probably know him best as Captain Knuckles in Flapjack. Um, I fucking knew yeah. I recognized his voice! Yeah. Uh, he was also Jack Ruby in JFK, Frank Shirley in National Lampoon, Buster Green in Groundhog Day, Cousin Edgar in Stuart Little, Wittgenstein in Brave Little Toaster, Bill Hampton in Bakersfield PD, uh, The Flying Dutchman in SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Coach Gillis in My Gym Partner's a Monkey, Hank Murphy in Sullivan and Son, and Don Ellert in The Middle. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, what an episode. Uh-huh. We got one more to do. Yeah. Strap yourselves in for the long haul, everyone. Mm-hmm. Not nearly uh, we're as gonna funny, take a though. Pl- it was a good one, though. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. not a comedy yeah, when episode. We, yeah, no, it's not It's not the French mistake. Um, Nothing yeah, is the French Yeah, when we come mistake. back, we will talk about episode 16. Okay, 616, and then there were none. Sorry, ellipses, and then there were none. <laughs> yes. Um, written by Brett Matthews. Um, we start at a truck stop. We see the girl from the volcano, the mother person, doing her best impression of a ghost you absolutely should not give a ride to. Uh, but Rick is a nice dude who gives her a ride anyway. She gives her name as Eve. She tries to kiss him. He turns her down. He offers her a Jesus pamphlet. She says Jesus was just a man. Woo! And that uh, God, your father, doesn't care about you, but a mother would never abandon her kids like that. And then she does something to his ear mm. that makes him scream. We next see him at home killing his wife with a hammer. Title yep. card. Yep. This poor guy. This this guy's all right. Like he proselytizes a little bit, but like he he's chill. That. He's not creepy towards this young that. woman. Um, Bobby then points this, the boys to a case. There's been a string of weirdness along the I-80, and so the boys and Bobby go talk to Rick, who doesn't remember what he why he did it, but he tells them where he worked. 
Uh, and he mentions Eve, so they go find video from this truck stop and see her spooky monster face, so they figure this must be the mother of this season uh, six plot. I just need to say, I have to say real quick, this is every other spooky monster face that they've ever done. The boys act like this is particularly mm -hmm. scary or whatever, to be like, oh, it's the mother of monsters. This is just a regular spooky monster face. They do this all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so lame. Um, so then they go catch wind of another guy going ham on people, and they find Rufus is already there investigating. Hi, Rufus! Um, Hi, Rufus. The cops Hi, Rufus. have already killed the latest perp slash victim, and so they go check out his corpse. They find nasty black goop in his ear. Both victims worked at the same place, this uh, cannery, so they go check it out. And there's Samuel and Gwen. There are so many people in this episode. Um, Dean is about to shoot Samuel, as he promised. You know, next time I'll kill you. Uh, so Sam sends Dean out of the room for a bit to chill out. Um, everyone is unhappy about having so many characters with histories together in one room, and so they banter unplayfully. Then Samuel gives them some lore on Eve. She's uh, 10,000 years old. She's the mother of all monsters. She's back, etc. Um, Bobby mentions Samuel's betrayal, which Gwen didn't know about, so she goes to talk to Dean in the hall about it. And Dean fucking shoots her, and the others come out to find her dying, and Dean is gone. Uh-oh! Yep. Rip to Gwen. God forbid women I believe exist. I said this was going to happen. <laughs> Um, they go looking for Dean with their guns out. When they find him, he says that some yucky worm thing just crawled out of his ear. Um, his ear has the goop in it. Um, and so, so they're all like, wow, monster possession, that's new, but they roll with it. And since there's no way of knowing who it's in, they all surrender their guns. They put it in a locker. Um, Bobby and Rufus call their networks. They get nothing. Samuel heads out for a, quote, bathroom break. So Dean and Sam go after him. Bobby and Rufus make mention of some incidents in Omaha. Um, but they're very vague about it. We'll find out more later. Samuel and the boys talk about how they cannot stand working together. Uh, then Dean sees a uh, black goop drip from Samuel's ear right before Samuel tries to shoot them. Samuel misses. He gets away. They all get their guns back out. That lasted so long. Um, and they look for Samuel together. Samuel has laid booby traps in this cannery. Uh, and then Sam gets separated from the group and runs into Samuel, who, like, inches closer to him, saying, Hey, hey, I'm just a little grandpa. You wouldn't shoot me on my birthday until Sam does, in fact, shoot him in the face. The others find yeah, Sam. Yeah, rip to Samuel. Yeah, he's dead. Um, the others mm. find Sam. They cuff him just in case. Sam didn't see anything come out of Samuel, so who knows where this thing is. They decide they're calling it the conworm, so I'm just going to say that now. Um, yeah, Sam which is Dean a reference to the uh, Seti eel from Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean watch the corpse, meaning Dean is watching Sam, Sam is watching Samuel, while Bobby and Rufus go get supplies to open Samuel's head to check for this worm. The boys do a little debrief conversation of, it sucks that I killed our grandfather, versus, well, mom wouldn't care. Um, and then Bobby and Rufus uh -huh. come back with some crappy equipment with, like, frayed wires and send the boys away together. Um, Bobby tries to apologize for whatever happens in Omaha. We get something about Rufus losing her because of him. Um, but Rufus says that he will never forgive him for it. Then they mm. try to saw Samuel's head open, but he attacks them. Out in the hallway, Dean frees Sam's hands. They burst in as Bobby manages to electrocute Samuel with that frayed wire, um, which gets the worm out of him, and they lose sight of it again. So it could be in anyone once more. None of them have any ear goo. They decide to electrocute themselves to prove it because electrocuting them, uh, Samuel got the worm out. So now they, they have this frayed wire. They have a live wire. They can all test themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, Dean is clean. Sam is clean. Rufus has a pacemaker, but he submits to the zap anyway. And then Bobby hedges until he stabs Rufus in the chest. Yeah. <sighs> Rip. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Rufus. Um 
And so the boys take down Bobby. They duct tape him to a chair. Jim Beaver proceeds to chew the scenery with a villain monologue, um, saying that Eve is making new his monsters. His voice is like all, they use like a voice modulator on him or something because his voice is all like deep and scrungly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eve is making new monsters. Uh, the case and the whole like down the I-80 thing was to lead them here for the message that Eve is pissed and out to get them, blah, blah, blah. Then they tape up Bobby's face holes and electrocute him until the worm dies. Um, and it's like, oh no, did Bobby make it? And then we cut to a funeral, but Bobby walks into frame because obviously this yeah. is Rufus's funeral, as if we forgot yeah. that Rufus yeah. is dead. Yeah. Um, this is a Jewish cemetery. Rufus's grave is unmarked. Um, Bobby says that Rufus was the guy who saved him from his first wife being a demon, uh, getting possessed by a demon. Rufus taught him about hunting. Um, he brings up Omaha again and is like, he never forgave me. And he's like, well, not forgiving each other is stupid because we all die so young. So when I die, we're all going to have a clean slate as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then Bobby pours some Johnny Walker blue on Rufus's grave and drinks the end. Yeah. Rip to both Rufus and Samuel. This is a rough episode. I mean, I knew it was going to be the moment I realized what... And Gwen. What? And Gwen. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and Gwen. Gwen. Literally three recurring characters taken out in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I mean... Baruch Dyna MS. I was just about to say Baruch Dyna MS. <sighs> Gwen is, like, a nothing character in terms of, like, she existed to die here or at some point in the future and for us to feel, like, slightly sad because we saw her before. Yeah. Like, absolutely one-dimensional character. I guess we have that one scene she's, where it's she's like less of a I remind, uh, touching loss. Than yeah, Rufus. I remind Samuel of Mary, and that's like the one bit like into her character we get really. But that's not a personality. That's yeah. having tits. Yeah, and I guess being slightly opinionated. Purportedly being opinionated. Yeah, I mean she uh, in that first scene with Dean, she was all like, "Look at me, I'm a girl boss." <laughs> Let me insult his <laughs> delicate features. Yeah. Uh, so yes, if you if you were listening to this as being like Among Us, yes, this episode is Among <laughs> Us. Um, this episode the is the event. thing. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's more like the thing than Among Us because Among Us, there's only two imposters, and right. the thing like it infects people, right? Yes. It's easy. It's easier than yes. Among Us, or no, it's harder it, than it is, Among Us. Uh, I mean, Among Us is the thing, the video game, basically. Like, I believe that yes. creators were. I mean, uh, Werewolf also inspiration, blah 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 blah. Like social deduction. Yeah, Salem. Stuff, but, like, a lot of that's like, yeah, the 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 like ur text here is the thing, um, and mm -hmm. it even like the thing. Great movie. Um, really digs into like. There's a lot of great writing on that movie, and particularly the fact that like all the characters are men. Uh, the like the what the things that movie says about trust and like men in a group and toxic masculinity and like not being able to talk about your feelings or like express who you are to people. Like the reason why everyone dies in that movie is because no one trusted each other before the thing showed up. Anyway, um, all just like these individualists like locked in their own brains. Um, and there's something kind of there with this too, uh, in the way that mm -hmm. like, but in the way that like almost, I don't know if it's necessarily commenting on it intentionally, but like Bobby trying to reach out to Rufus, for example, um, and like mm -hmm. that not happening, um, and like Samuel trying to reach out to Sam and like Sam not trusting him, which like also he, Sam shouldn't have because he was, uh, he was infected at that point, um, but they could have, Sam just shot him. Like, they could have maybe saved him. They saved Bobby. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, stick all these boys in a room together, see what they do. That's the thing. That's this episode also. Lord of the Flies. Yep. Can I um, help you? Brett, Brett, mm, Alex is just standing this ominously. This is Brett Matthews' last writing credit for Supernatural. Oh. He um, he did Live Free to Twy Hard, um, Caged Heat, and this. Huh. Well, this Not is a, a good episode. Good episodes. job, Brett Matthews. This was tense and well-written and had actual stakes. Characters died. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, in particular, the... Um, the uh, everyone get electrocuted scene is basically identical to the blood test scene in the thing. I have to say that I've been seeing a lot about it on my dash um, lately. I think one of my mutuals is probably watching it. Um, mm-hmm. and, Spoilers, uh, it's good. <laughs> best spoiler ever. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess uh, from the top. Bobby has a nice hair. <laughs> oh, we're skipping the cold open. I don't know. That's just my first. My first note. note is Rufus. I don't care about the cold open. <laughs> my first note is okay. so many wins and losses in the first thirty seconds. Oh wait, never mind. Sorry. My first note being Rufus is from the recap because it means that Rufus was going to be in this episode. Oh, so okay. I was excited for it. Ah. Uh, um. Yeah. The so true. Like Eve assaulting this guy and him turning her down is like no, yes, and then he pulls out the Jesus booklet and it's like no. Uh huh. And she goes, <laughs> Jesus was just a man. And it's like yes. Yeah. <laughs> There is, there is something funny about the way um, this is like, uh, the reason why this man isn't tempted by this hot young woman is because of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only, he's, he even says, like, you know, you're very pretty, but this is not appropriate. Yeah. Like, mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that she chose the name like, I mean, for herself. Small different note. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother of oh. all. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. So this I isn't. I kind of assumed that she was. So this Eve. isn't. So I assumed this was. I thought that that's why I was like, we're skipping this cold open. We're not going to talk about the fact that this is Eve. I don't know if this is Eve yeah, I just... or if she named herself Eve. I should say. Um, I think okay. we might get more information later, not in this season, yeah, like much later. Like um, do... I don't know if that's like confirmed. I'm going to peek at the wiki page. Okay. Literally me going to the wiki page right now. <laughs> I just assumed, because this is the show that we're watching. Yeah. I assumed that if I knew this was actually um, Eve, like Adam and Eve, Eve, uh, that they would have told me, but mm-hmm. also, I guess that's later seasons anyways, so. I was like, okay, Eve, like, all right. Um, You know that, that meme that's been going around on TikTok, like, I am the devil from the Bible. <laughs> but I am, you know, <laughs> the devil from the Bible, this, so... This having, like, I am Eve from the Bible. <laughs> um, the wiki page doesn't say anything to specifically confirm it. It does say that she claimed to have known God. I'm not sure when that happens. Hmm. Okay. So it, oh, wait. Yeah. It's, and she, preven- the, she predated the, the angels. for that one says... This episode. All right. So I guess that would be this scene. It says on the wiki also that her origin overlaps with the Leviathan. So if she's just like, you know, the mother of all, one of the great beasts, like Eve is the name she decided to use for this. Um, yeah, it says she predates a lot of things. So it's unclear if it okay. like lines up with Supernatural's sure. vision of what happened in Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it's yeah. explicit. So she may be. It's up Either to way. interpretation. Um. All right, well, anyway, cut to the lads, um, and, uh, yeah, the monsters are everywhere, this is, they have this, like, they're doing that thing again they did in season five, where they're, like, triangulating, like, movements on maps, and it's like, oh, they're marching towards something, like, they're, 
it looks like they're heading across America to some location. Like, ooh, spooky. I like that it's specifically along the I-80, like the Americana mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like it's not marching along ley lines or something. It's specifically along, yeah. like, the highway. Yeah, it's just following the highway because that's the easiest way to travel across the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, cut to them interviewing this guy. And, yeah, Bobby's hair is all nice because they're, like, pretending to be FBI agents. I love it when Bobby dresses up and gets fancy. Mm-hmm. So He's wearing, like, true. a big gray coat. Mm-hmm. When Rufus shows up, they like they mat like they're not wearing exactly the same thing, but like yeah. their their uniform matches. It's great. When Rufus shows up, it's very funny because the local cops are like, "Why are there so many federal agents here?" <laughs> and Bobby's like, "Huh?" And then they go out, and it's like, "It's like, oh hi, Rufus." Yeah, <laughs> Rufus is wearing like a trench. Yep. Mm-hmm. The cast coating of wearing a trench coat and then getting stabbed in the heart. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sad. I really loved Rufus. He was yeah, such a great recurring character. That's why I can't say I like this episode. Like, it's it's presumably well-written. Like, I don't have a problem with the writing of it, but you, I, I don't think Rufus needed to die. And it's especially suspicious that this happened in Sarah Gamble's era. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's fair. I was treating it more as a, um, more as a, like, redux of, like, uh, Joe and Ellen getting killed. Um... But in this particular case, I didn't mind it as much because Rufus was more of a side character and it feels like there's a sort of completion here in terms of, like, we dig a little bit into, like, why he and Bobby don't like each other in a way that is not just comedy and there's a, like, there's a poignancy to that and, like, him dying without them getting to forgive each, without them forgiving each other. I don't know. This didn't annoy me the way that Joe and Ellen just getting killed when there was more potential for their character there. Yeah, you're exactly right. But however, did did you also consider that Rufus is my um, best gay old Jewish man friend? No, I love him. He's fantastic. I know, I'm joking. He's great. It's just like, you know, sometimes characters you love die. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, I I feel the stakes now. Um, If you're going to kill off a character, at least make it like worth it. Mm -hmm. And it's like it, it. Even if you're like no. And it may not lead anywhere, but the, at the very least, I'm like, okay, so this is what the mother of all can do. She can create new monsters that are like expressly designed to like sow chaos and to like mess with the boys in a way that like they don't know how to fight them. Like I was, I was very like my attention did not waver in this episode at all because for once they actually like have to deduce how to fight a thing instead of just, like, looking it up in a book or whatever and being like, Mm -hmm. ah, here's the answer. It's like they have to use their wits, like, in real time and, like, figure out how this thing works. And, yeah, it is, like, convenient that, like, Bobby knocks him into the thing. But it's, like, I don't know, it's cool. I like that the fact that, like, this is a new thing that they're, like, actively trying to figure out how it works. Yeah, it's it's very refreshing, um... As like as far as their methods go, and also um, as far as you know, being a real well written episode. Mm-hmm. And especially um, for an episode that has so many characters, they do a good job like juggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's almost a bottle episode. Uh, we have some other characters, but yeah, it is like just our core cast basically, except for Castiel. Uh, imagine if Castiel was in this episode, <laughs> uh, just locked Gosh. in a room together or in a warehouse, I guess. Um, so yeah, they meet up, Rufus is here too, because he's investigating this stuff. Um, oh yeah, and then uh, the other thing that's like, cause it, like, right, right, and then Samuel shows up is the next thing that happened. Mm-hmm. happens, and it's like, it's tense between them. Uh, I do really like that everyone has just been 
Um, every like major hunter character that we know has just converged here because everyone's like, oh, there's something up. Yeah, like there's something big going on right now. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, what are you doing here? Bitch, there's a case. Uh -huh. What do you think they're doing here? They usually don't overlap this much, though. Yeah, but come on. Man, you could have if you made this into a two-parter. You could have you could uh, have expanded this out like the episode with Sam and the psychic kids, and just had a bunch of like rando hunters all show up here, and then have like then do the thing even more so, and that like we don't know who these characters are. That could be fun. That, that could have been, been a fun way to do this also. But I like this version too, locking all the characters we know in a room together, killing them. Um, I'm trying to figure out where this dock is. I'm trying to figure out if this is Steveston because it looks familiar, but I don't want to say for sure without checking. Uh -huh. Oh, it is not. Um, this dock is uh, the Canadian Fishing Company on Gore Avenue in Vancouver, hmm. by the uh, in the downtown east side area um, in the harbor near Crab Park. Um, I really like the contrast between when Dean and Sam meet up with Rufus and they're like, hey, it's Rufus, our best oh, friend yeah, Rufus, yeah, and he's yeah. so friendly and everyone's bantering and playing <laughs> together and Bobby's like, get a room. Um, and then like Samuel shows up and they're all like, I'm going to pull out my gun right now. Yep. <laughs> Kill. Kill. Samuel. And he betrayed them the last time mm -hmm. they saw each other. So fair enough. He is my worstie. Um, and Sam yeah, literally Bobby does and... the little like not yet verb. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet for When was the last time the boys talked to Rufus? Wasn't that at the, uh... I think the first time he showed up, because they they weren't in Weekend at Bobby's right. with him. What a, I'm looking at the episodes Rufus oh. was in. Um, did they hang out with Rufus in Good God, y'all? Uh... Oh, yeah, that's the one with the Back fake with, like, demons. Oh. Yeah, with the fake demons, exactly. Yeah. Right, the, that that episode they did, they did a little that bit. I deleted from my brain because it was terrible. <laughs> Okay, Sam was definitely talking to Rufus in that episode, so I guess yes. that's the last time they saw him. Damn. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Rufus was torturing yeah, Sam. Yeah, he was, like, tied to a chair that episode, because they thought he was possessed. Yeah, so that's the one time the boys interact with him, other than Dean and him drinking together in season three. Well, it's, I'm glad they've, like, figured that out then, yeah. at least. Well, I mean, presumably they've had interactions no off-screen and stuff like that, but yeah, it is interesting. Why yeah. are all the good character-building interactions off-screen? Like, later seasons imply that, like, Dean and Cass have movie nights together. Like, what the fuck? Why don't we see those? Because that would be gay, Emma. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to deny they it to couldn't the show us if we showed Dean them. and Sam hanging out with Rufus because they hung out exclusively at gay bars. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Rufus, their gay Jewish godfather. So yeah, Samuel shows up is like, oh, Sam, you have a soul now. Gwen's here also. <laughs> also, Gwen is there. Um. Somehow... Gwen is on And then Samuel says, Samuel and Bobby meet for the first time, and Samuel goes, You must be the guy pretending to be their father. Dick move. And Bobby says, Well, somebody ought to. <sighs> yeah! 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 I literally wrote, Fuck you, Samuel. Get his ass, That's um, their dad. Also, Rufus is like, You two know each other. And she's like, He's our grandfather. And Rufus goes, Oh, somebody needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the vibes are rancid here. <laughs> uh huh. Um. And Rufus is like, hey, this is awkward. Bobby and, Maybe Bobby we should and Samuel going at it is like the girls are yeah. fighting. <laughs> uh, Samuel's like, the old men are fighting. She was here 10,000 years ago. Bobby's like, how do you know that? Samuel says, you don't know half the things that I know, kid, which is funny. Yeah. It's like, Samuel, he's not like chronologically you existed before him. He is still older than you. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but and Samuel is a like, even as far dead, as like so. the years yeah. they were born in, Bobby's probably not that much younger than Samuel anyway. No, maybe like a decade. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel's just a dick. Yep. I mean, I do, I, I do refer to twelve-year-olds as kids, but that's because they literally are kids. <laughs> a thirty-two-year-old calling me a kid would be well. It's the relative a, age distance. Forty-two-year-old calling a exactly. If if I were th- if I were forty-two and a fifty-two-year-old calling yeah, me a kid, like, I would be yeah, that's like yeah, time ceases to matter at that point. Is, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, they like they go to do investigative stuff, um, and then Dean just kills Gwen. Um, this is effective. I like that we don't see Dean getting attacked. I feel like normally we would. And this Mm -hmm. time around, I was just like, huh, what? What just happened? Yeah, it's it's effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my nose just goes, Dean, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know Dean wouldn't do that if he weren't infected by the con brain. But also you're like, but But but, but, what if? Because, like, it doesn't have to show you. And the fact that it didn't show you is, like... It's more jarring and um, distressing mm-hmm. because you're like, oh my god, Dean. There's an, every reason, besides the fact that we know Dean's character, there's every reason to believe that Dean would just do yeah. that if he felt it necessary. Mm-hmm. So they go looking for him, uh, and then they all run into each other, and we get a multi-way standoff of them all pointing guns at each other. Spider-Man and Bobby me. does. It's that bit in Pirates of the no, Caribbean the yeah. with the guns. Also yes. Spider-Man point. I know. Um, he's pointing. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Spider-Man point me with guns. And Bobby does the smartest thing, which is, okay, everybody put your guns down mm-hmm. uh-huh. because anyone could shoot anybody. So the best we could do is make it harder for us to kill each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's actually smart. <laughs> and they all very Yeah, don't give slowly. the worm that wants to kill you a better, yeah. e- a easier time. Like, we are not you. fighting anything. Like, we can kill this thing. If we run into the actual monster, we can step on it. Like, guns are not actually going to help us here at yeah. all. Uh-huh. Like, it's a lot harder to kill someone by just beating yeah. their ass than it is to kill someone Unfortunately, they should have also put their knives in a locker also. Yeah. Since it is pretty well, easy. Well, also, Samuel was kill- What Samuel was carrying a second that's gun. That's true, right, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he and, had a second, and, well, and, smaller and, yes, gun. Yes, I was going to- I, That's what I was- <laughs> That's what I was- go- That was simultaneous <laughs> That is what I was going to bring up when we got to that scene in regards to, like, um, like toxic masculinity and, like, failure of trust, oh, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, of, like, if he had trusted them. Yeah, then that wouldn't have- wouldn't have fucking happened. Or if he he was was he already infected at that point? Unclear. There's also a bit yes, like but later they could where have... they doubt if he was infected, but then the worm does come out of him. So like I don't know what's going yeah. on there. If if yeah, but they also make a, a comment about like of course the the guy infected with the brain worm would not give up all of his weapons or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, brain worms in this episode. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> brain worms in my supernatural. We're well, and. Uh... <laughs> I mean, Sam. Sam has a gun too. What does he? Uh, after they put oh, their I guns guess... in the bag, and no, they, they take, take their guns again? back. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So yeah. Yeah. Right. I. They shouldn't have done that. Mm, no. Well, once one person has a gun, they feel yeah, like then it's in self-defense and that. But it is stupid. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay, fine. You're right. It's not the best option. But it's definitely Maybe. the most hunter option. Yeah, and it's like it, it's hard to know if it's not the best option because, like, if one guy has a gun, we are more defenseless yeah. without our guns. So, mm, toss up. Disarmament has here. failed. Mm, okay. Mm. I like that they um 
make their calls to their hunter network to see if anyone has any ideas about this thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, there aren't because uh, this thing is new, brand new. Yeah. But um, I like that we actually get some names. I do think it's interesting that it is completely new. I don't, maybe they talked about this and I don't remember. Um, but like, if she is the mother of all monsters, like, like the dragons knew about her and granted they are monsters so like they have their own network and lore and whatever but like did did nobody ever have record of this ever it's brand new she just made this no it's brand new she cooked that. this isn't new like oh we've never seen this before this the monster itself was newly created oh oh, yeah right right right. this is a new we're not talking about the mother herself she 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 popped that baby out right 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 okay (laughs) gross yeah, she cooked him. <laughs> she spat him out. Right up in her right. little throat Yeah, you sack. can take that out if you want. I completely forgot the bit we were talking about. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, I guess chronologic here, like, they... they Talking about the gun thing. Um, so after they, like, try to make calls and stuff, um, there is this scene between uh, Dean and Samuel uh, where Dean's like, why'd you do this to us? Um... And Samuel at this point is not Samuel, it's the worm. Um, but it is interesting that he's, like, trying to defend himself here. It's like, do I blame you for trying to kill me? Of course not. What I did was bad, but I'm not apologizing. I don't cry over spilled blood. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I think spilled blood is pretty bad, personally. I would cry <laughs> over it a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially if it were my mm-hmm. fault. Um, in my head, I think, like, it's... I think the worm is probably, like saying what he would have said anyway to some degree like it's like a um mm-hmm. it's like a symbiosis more than the worm's own personality like fully taking over that makes mm-hmm. the scene make the most sense to me yeah um and uh yeah they, they there's a little fight he had that extra gun like i said and yeah this is where like uh-oh he didn't trust them after all um yeah he pulls and out then they gun. all get their you, guns back and this is what it's just in time to save himself from it um yeah Dean is like the only reason you're still alive is because we're working a job. The minute we kill this thing, you're next. You are not incentivizing him to help you kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it's they don't kill people. Like Dean feels like he's fronting here. I don't know. It's weird. Well, he he has like this personal beef, like yeah. against Samuel specifically. I guess like in general. I just don't think gonna... he would have killed them. Yeah, I don't know. No, probably like, not. He's just but... angry. Like, he probably means yeah. it when he says he'll kill him, but I don't, like, when push came mm. to shove, I think he would be like, all right, get the fuck yeah. out of here. He'd beat him up, and then would, like, be like, okay, I'm not, I will never see you again, no. right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they all they all get their stuff back. Uh, they, Rufus is like, I'm on my gun. Uh, which, yeah, is fair. Um, and then Sam manages to find Samuel. Hold on, before that, they're, like, walking around the cannery, all four of them together, looking for Samuel, right? And Sam stops them and points at, like, this tripwire. And (laughs) they, like, look up at the whole thing to see, yep, there's something rigged up there. And then they say, booby trap. Like, okay, what did you think the tripwire was for? Fun? Just to trip you? Of course it's a booby trap. I do like that there's two back-to-back traps. It's pretty funny. They notice the first one, but Sam just accidentally triggers the second one. Fucking Gordon. Yeah, this is similar Gordon to Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, mm-hmm. the hunters, hunters man. <laughs> well, how come we don't see the boys do traps that often? They're not that smart. Yeah, I was gonna say they're too stupid. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like classic hunter behavior, but our primary hunters don't really do it that much. 
It involves too much premeditation. You have to set That's, up a yeah. trap in advance. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. Sam by himself. They have a fun angel And I friend. guess the law of narrative says things. that if we see them set up a trap, it has to not work properly. <laughs> yeah. Chekhov's um, trap. Yeah, Sam shoots his grandpa. I killed mm -hmm. my own grandpa. <laughs> he he does weird. say, you're not going to shoot me. <laughs> says man shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Shoot me well, or last it's, word? It's... <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I, I just, it's weird to me how like, I don't know, like, this almost feels like a soulless Sam moment, because he just kind of, like, cold clocks him. He's just so he, he keeps warning him not to move, and Samuel keeps moving closer, and Sam has every reason to think that Samuel is going to kill him. So, like, it is very much a self-defense like, yeah, thing, but it is weird that he shot him in the face and not, like, the leg or the hand to make him drop the gun. Like, there were other moves yeah. he could have taken, but I and guess, I just, you know, heat of the moment. Yeah, and he was, he, he... Just, like, the look on his face and everything, it was just very, like... It yeah. did not quite feel like Sammy. It felt a little bit like soulless Sam. But not that, like... Not in a way that, like... I don't know, it's just, like, Sam being ruthless in a way that is, like... Well, wait, this isn't how you're supposed to be anymore. Yeah, I think I think it's, you know? like, excusable, in scare quotes, uh, in, um... In the way that, like, he repeatedly says, like, don't come closer to me because you might yeah. have the monster in you. Like, that is a valid, mm -hmm. you know, response and thing to say to him. And he kept coming closer to him. And, like, it's Play because he... Games. Yeah. Like, talk shit, yeah. get shot, you know? Um, but, uh... Yeah. Like, I don't think it was out of character for Sam to shoot him. I yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he looked doing it was was what reminded yeah. me of Solace. Mm -hmm. Maybe Jared was trying to imply that like Sam is also angry the way that Dean has been threatening to kill Sam the whole, Samuel the whole time. Like maybe Sam also wanted to kill him a bit. I mean Sam's guilt complex later is definitely like would yeah. would fit if he was like, well maybe I just wanted to kill him. There is a definite like what have I done look on his face after mm -hmm. uh where he's like, did I make the right decision? Like should I Fair have done that? Fair question to ask when you murder your grandpa. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, he pro if he had done this, he probably would have gotten shot because the worm was in him. Or, like, the right. worm would have done something, like, done, like, a longer-term thing. Like, maybe this was an attempt at, like, luring the other people here or, like, causing other chaos. Like, but, but... Yeah, like, the worm was in Samuel. So, yeah. you know, not that Sam didn't know that for sh certain, but no. it, in the end... The narrative justified him mm -hmm. as always. Yeah, I mean the yeah they they could have done it. It would have been interesting, but yeah, they didn't, yeah that narrative justified him. Mm -hmm. Um, Rufus and Bobby go get the saw. Rufus head does a like. I want you and you. Oh, okay. I want you and you to watch him and him. Uh, okay, if anybody crawls out of anybody, somebody step on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> like of course, Bobby has a cranial like, saw in the trunk. Yeah, of course. Of course, I yeah. Roll. Yeah, naturally. Who doesn't have a cranial saw in their car? Yeah. Is it actually... Also, there's a, hmm? there's a sticker in the background of one of these shots that says, I love Topoka, and I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it actually a cranial saw specifically that he brings in, or is it just it like, like a one. whole bunch saw. of saw I don't know stuff. what a cranial saw looks like, so... I've I've played Surgeon Simulator, so I'm... Uh, but... 85 is okay. sure that's a cranial I wasn't it's sure if it was that or just a cranial saw in that game. Well, power saws are generally bigger than that. Well, a small one for a small mm -hmm. thing. I guess a small one. They're usually not handheld. They're usually table mounted. No, you definitely have like um I mean, you can get you a you can get a handheld My dad has handheld like, one. Really easy, yeah. yeah. 
He's he's um, we've used that before. Um, you can get a handheld one easily, but it's true they they have um they usually aren't that small and they usually have covers on them uh for when you're like slicing along wood. Yeah. So I guess that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because bits of yeah, it looks like okay. Yeah. I just didn't make, know what one looked I just like. Googled so. a picture. Well, in fairness, Bobby's is apparently not in great condition. Yeah, Fisk accuses him of dumpster diving no. again. Which yeah, is funny. the the <laughs> the wire is all taped up. Yeah. Chekhov's yeah, electrical which tape. turns out, yeah. He's dumpster diving in the back of surgical institutions, or, or morgues, I guess. That sounds like a, well, I wasn't, I was gonna say, that sounds like a good way to get poked, yeah. but uh, if the sir, if the if the hospital is doing their fucking job right, then that should go in a sharps bag, so, actually, nah, it's, it's, you're less likely to get poked in a, in a dumpster mm-hmm. outside of a good hospital than you are in a dumpster outside of a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, gay old men. They're having a conversation. Yep. Literally so true. Completely baffling to me. Sorry to cut away from Boofus, but um, <laughs> Sam and Dean are like, what would mom say? And Dean goes, you know what I think mom would say? She'd say, just because your blood doesn't make you family, you got to earn that. What basis are you making this claim <laughs> yeah. on? You yeah. spoke to your mother one the fact time. That Dean that's Bobby's, is a Mary that's Bobby's line. Yeah. Dean is, is creating the image yeah. of... Uh, his mother based on what he wants Literally. her to say. And like, what, Sam... Which is whatever John would not say. Mm. Sam asking that is like, what would mom say? Why would, like... Because it's, that's... Who cares? They just killed her dad. I know. Yeah. I know why he says it, well, but like... But she's it, dead. Who cares what she would say? She's yeah. dead. Well, that, this not show the, is not capable this show of cares what dead people think. Yeah. Most yeah. people... In fact, I think most alive people care what dead people think because... <laughs> We we as human societies like mourn and think about our dead. Yeah. Because because we had connections to them when we were alive. I guess Sam asking that is not the weirdest part. I guess yeah, Dean's just like consequential line is just baffling. It's weird. Yeah, He's such a weirdo. Yeah, he'd be like, I don't know, because she's dead. Like that seems more in line with the way. Yeah, even just going like, I guess we'll never know would make more sense than just making up an answer. Mm-hmm. I think Dean is like saying what he he's he's yeah coping. he's absolutely <laughs> coping. He's making it up because he wants to believe that their mom yeah. would not hate them forever for yeah. killing her dad. Um. So yeah, and we get this Boofus scene. Boofus. Um, hunters and their dead wives. <laughs> Literally. Um, it's vague enough. I think it's possible to read it could also this be scene. a daughter yeah exactly yeah. as a daughter like instead a it's just somebody or... significant or who uses she her yeah. pronouns so. hunters and dead women <laughs> hunters and fridge women yeah okay this character isn't fridged because she doesn't exist but <laughs> the backstory is that she was fridged i think a character needs to be a character to be fridged okay fair but like, like if narratively my, if my, it's like, serving fantasy, the same purpose i don't like right like the, but the, I don't the critique think... of, like of the trope of fridging is that like women exist to further men's agenda like plots by causing them pain by dying sure that's exactly what happened here i don't think she needs to have existed in order for that to be like a problem i concede like this there's no version of this show that would ever say you lost him because you're correct i concede (laughs) (laughs) that would be homosexual yeah they really never do say that ever men don't die unless they are rufus yeah or Samuel. Or Samuel. <laughs> I mean, you can gender it's, swap it's, it. Men it's don't die same, in the backstory. The same thing happened with Ellen's husband. But oh, yeah, and Joe. It has to be Sorry, not Joe. Um, Jody. Mm. 
Right. It just has to be the God, op- it can't be the same win. gender. Yeah. I was literally going to say diversity wins. Stop it. <laughs> diversity wins. This husband got um, quote unquote. Fringed. Anyway, <laughs> good yeah. Rufus. Like this scene is effective in terms of like I will never forgive you what happened. You got that never. So change the subject, Bob. Bob. Yeah. yeah. It's it's um. <laughs> it's interesting. It there's like it it shows a further depth in the relationship in that like. They're still friends. They still, like, do stuff together. They have this, like, old history. And it's, like, not sometimes you know somebody and, like, they you still associate with them. But they did something so bad that, like, you're, no, like, you can't forgive them for this. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to stop talking to them. You can move on from it. You cannot talk about it. But it is, like, going to be this gap between you that can never be crossed again. Yeah. Or, like, maybe it could be. But, like, neither, it can only be if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and yeah. They're not going to want that. That's a cool maturity, I think, um, yeah. that we often don't get, I feel like, from lots of male characters on this show. Or just in general, I guess. I don't know. It feels like like that's very much uh, an emotional um, maturity uh, Complexity or Complexity of the relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as two-dimensional. Um, as just so much of this show tends to be. Mm-hmm. That's because they're in love. Mm-hmm. And love is complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway, then we have zombie Samuel. Table flip. Yeah. <laughs> he literally flips yep. the table for no fucking reason. <laughs> I put the table flip. Okay, no, he, he does, he does flip the like table so that he can break off the leg to, draw, to, to jam the door. Yeah, but you don't know that for the next, like, ten seconds. Yeah, so it, looks it just hilarious. looks like he just gets up and flips the table. Uh-huh. Yeah. He walks like a uh-huh. robot. He's a too. big guy. It's so funny, especially because, yeah, especially because um, Mitch Pelleggi is like so. Yeah. Square. yeah, he's very angular and. Large. He looks like a Minecraft <laughs> character. <laughs> he does. And le- uh-huh. <laughs> I put the table flip emoticon in my notes. Like that's j- that's literally <laughs> just what happened. <laughs> I like the bit where uh, Rufus punches him. And, like, he basically no-sells it. Like, he's the Undertaker. And Rufus is like, jeez. And then gets punched across the room. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, There's Chekos a cool thing here wire. of, like, mm-hmm. now that he's dead, it's like the worm is, like, overstimulating his muscles or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing of, like, your muscles are actually way more powerful than they would be. But, like, they would tear themselves apart if, like, you use their full power or whatever. Like, you can't um, bite your own finger off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's more of a mental block, isn't it? Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, is like your he's body dead now won't let and... you do oh, things oh, I to see, that I extent. See. Okay. Even Got though it. you physically could otherwise. Yeah. But the worm doesn't care. The brain worms yeah. will have you doing shit you would never do. Yeah, the brain worm <laughs> is using his body like a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, he Maybe gets fried. You have brain worms you've never even heard of. <laughs> Normally, I imagine brain worms in the sense that we usually use it as like, Little little wiggly guys having a little wiggly party, um, like earthworms. Uh, this is like a single fat brain worm. Yeah, that's a slug, baby. Yeah, <laughs> the brain, the brain slug. slug. Like years. The Alaskan bull brain worm. <laughs> um, so the boys smash the door down. Um, they pull Bobby and Rufus up, who are unconscious for the normal amount of time that people are unconscious for once in television. Um, Bobby does this cute thing where, like, he wiggles his fingers to make sure that all his, like, appendages are, like, connected and working. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess, actually, I... he's he's the worm now. 
Oh, shoot. You're right. Oh. The worm is checking. Oh, I didn't think about that. The worm is checking. I didn't think about that. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> huh. Great call there, Emma. Yeah. That that reframes the way Jim Bobby's Beaver. like looking around and like uh uh taking in the environment in a new light, yeah. I think this episode is fifty percent of anamorphs. <laughs> There's no shape shifting, but other than that, you've got the Yerk invasion. I don't know anything about anamorphs, I'm Oh realizing. my god, you should go read it. I should. I only know as much about Animorphs as um, one of my mutuals who is deeply, deeply critical of it has okay. posted about. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a, a deep yeah. uh, critical analysis of Animorphs going on. I mean, there is, but often on it's the opposite side in regards to what that has to say about, like, war. Uh, most of what I've seen is, like, a contemporary, like, positive reappraisal of that book. So that sounds, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the little, the little bigotries oh, that sneak okay. in is mostly oh. what it talks about. I now know actually what you're talking about. That the the bad guy aliens in there and the like ableism of them like not being able to see and that being framed as like making their culture worse or whatever. Mm. And also being like genocide is okay sometimes. <laughs> There's like a slavery narrative. Oh god, okay. That's like not so great. Things to keep mm. in mind. Yeah, it, there I there's some stuff. Yeah, things to keep in mind. There's there's, you know, yeah. of the time. Yeah, I mean, no, oh, with yeah. the hork vizier, the slavery thing. I have no I mean, idea. Isn't, isn't I have the, no I, idea. I don't, I don't remember the series enough to make a, a strong claim here. I'm going to back off. There's a definite, like, um, trend, particularly in, like, pre... I want to say particularly, like, pre-2000 sci-fi, but that's just a broad gesture of, like, thought... Ex because, you know, sci-fi authors love to play around with thought experiments, and the a lot of people found the idea of the thought experiment. Like, what if there were aliens that were, like, so antithetical to like life as humans that the only like solution we have is to kill them all uh it's not good it's yeah. not good to justify genocide but it's a definite thing that like people thought about which again is interesting because mm -hmm. ender's game is about the opposite of that and orson scott yeah. card is one of the worst people i know Literally. better <laughs> people than orson scott card have written stories that are more like um pro-genocide anthropocentric <laughs> like pro-genocide yeah it's weird Fascinating. Because, like, I would say the authors themselves are almost, like, definitely not pro-genocide. They're, like, just playing around with no. thought experiments, but. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not at all, like, vaguing about yeah. this mutual. They, they, mostly what they, because they refuse to blog about spoilers, so it blogs about uh, non-spoilery mm -hmm. criticism. So it just sounds like a lot of complaining, but really it's because any, um, Positive stuff is full of spoilers. <laughs> By its right, own so admission. That's our Animorphs interlude. We've been here for so long. Let's Anyways, finish talking yeah, about this anyway. episode. <laughs> um, the, the Dean's like, did you have eyes on each other like constantly? He's like, no, they were both unconscious for 10 seconds with which there was enough time for the worm to crawl out. No, no, and Rufus asked if you had eyes on each other 100% of the time. Oh. To Dean yeah. and Sam, who were outside of the room. Well, my point still stands. Yeah, they didn't yeah, have eyes on each other either. Passed out or were distracted. Nobody had eyes. Mm -mm. The worm is gone. Where is the worm? Uh, then we get this blood test scene. Um, we learn that Rufus has had a pacemaker since Bush got elected. Sam uh, electrocutes himself because he is a freak. Yeah. Dean, no. like, starts <laughs> yeah. to offer, and Sam is already yeah. electrocuting himself. <laughs> I have Sammy, you're a freak with a <laughs> carrot three heart. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. he's down three toes, FYI. 
By the way, if you even care, mm-hmm. he's down three toes. Rufus. Rufus is. Yes, not Sammy. I have a. <laughs> I have a way. I have a way you could square the circle with Rufus. Okay. What? Rufus doesn't take his socks off. And what the fuck are you? Doing? What are you saying? Is this a sex I, thing? I'm sa- yes. I'm saying if they. I'm saying that the explanation for why Bobby doesn't know this if they've seen each other naked is because he doesn't. Oh, take his socks off. I That's see. You're saying okay. You're saying it could be used as anti boofus See, I don't take my socks off ever for any purpose except to be in the shower. Oh, I take my socks off in bed often. And I spend, I spend the least amount of time without socks on as physically possible. I hate not having socks. I I like having Fuck socks on during the day. But eventually they start, like, clamping my feet in weird ways. Not, like, actually, like, cutting my circulation, but just, like, feeling weird and tight and not fun. So I end up taking them off. But why I do <laughs> appreciate... <laughs> I didn't even think about, like, oh, this is anti-Bufus proof because that means that Bobby's never seen Rufus <laughs> naked. But thank you for squaring that away for us. You're welcome. Um, speaking of Bufus, <laughs> uh, this is the bit where... Bobby is about to okay, um, kill Rufus. Interesting that uh, Bobby's wife and Rufus die the same way. Interest, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that something? Mm. Is that not something? Mm. Yep. Like Whenever literally, like the same thing. Something got in and possessed this person that Bobby loves, and so he had to stab them. Like, okay, okay, okay. I'm so normal about this. Wait, no. Rufus wasn't. Ob- well, Rufus wasn't possessed. Bobby was. Possessed. You're right. My bad. So it's like anti-parallel. It's the inverse. It's the inverse. We love homosexuality subverting the plot. So true. Homosexuality do be uh, denying the narrative. Emma, I need He's to applaud He's how quickly you swerved the point you were making to still make the point you were making. <laughs> I'm, I'm still that was right. really impressive. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm genuinely being like, I'm not. I'm not taking the piss here. The way you just incorporated that into your argument and kept it, kept going on your core point, like genuinely some master rhetoric there. Thank you. I'm kissing your forehead. Buddhist warriors are so strong. <laughs> Immune to facts and logic. Facts and logic can all be used to strengthen the Buddhist agenda. Yeah. <laughs> So true. Uh, so they tie him up. Dean calls the worm a little herpy. Again, this Sam is the says, second why time. Do you keep yeah. talking about he keeps her- doing this throughout the episode. Yeah, Sam says, why do you keep talking about herpes? <laughs> he gets so defensive. <laughs> he says, like, shut what? up. What? I don't. Shut up. shut up. Shut up. Dean, do you have something to tell the class? <laughs> do you have a particularly particular vendetta? What is with the show yeah. and getting our boys weird diseases I mean it was Sam who was in the genitals that's exactly what I'm yeah. talking about yeah. no but then because what's his name gave him the clap because that herpes one time. is funny oh, or so something true. yeah that's true like <laughs> they just that one keep that doing one it wizard guy all right if that's what the running gag you want to be it's be- <laughs> like if that's what you want it to be it's because STIs are I a guess. joke in the 2010s all right. <laughs> uh-huh. It's true. In elementary school, people joked about herpes all the time. Mm. I was mm-hmm. a shelter then. Yeah, nobody um, in elementary school, uh, my elementary school, knew what an STD was. I don't think people in my elementary school okay, you, knew what man. sex was. To be fair, exactly. Emma. Okay. I grew up, I grew up in a in Emma, the wild fair, part you... of town, I guess. <laughs> 
No, we just both went to religious high no, schools no. and elementary schools. Yeah. Yeah, you went to all yep. girls schools. Mm. <laughs> all girls orthodox yeah, yeah, yeah. schools. Okay. Like both yeah, both of us. So that would account for it. <laughs> anyway, the Anyways. worms like Eve cooked me up herself. Uh they're like, Who's Eve? She's like uh, the mother of all of us, end of all of you. By the time she's done, there'll be more creatures than humans. You'll live in pens. We'll serve up your young and call it veal. Which well, is fun, right. but also that doesn't do. happen to monsters. That simply doesn't. There's nobody yeah. eating monster babies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the classic, like, um, species that is subjugated, like, rising up and being worse, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, giving back mm-hmm. what was done to it tensfold. This is a common... Like, not good thing in, like, Mm-mm. sci-fi and fantasy. It's white yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just entirely. It's like, what if that weird fucked up shit that we did to those people happened yeah. to us? <gasps> and it's like, bro. Yeah, and it makes it, like, it very weird because, first of all, I don't know if it's, like, accurate to say that monsters are, like, subjugated. There's a very small subsect of people who kill them on sight uh, because they are objectively biologically evil like the complications of morality here are very strange yes well i would say i would say not necessarily subjugated but like they cannot live as who they are as part of society you know like they're yeah, on the margins because literally. they kill people yeah like yes. this is a yes. monster high Yeah, the idea that, like, the the monster is like, and then we will oppress you, and it's like, you're already trying, though. You're already, like, killing yes. and eating people. Well, and that's what How I mean. How is your plan like, changing? There's just going to be more of you. Yes, I'm not saying it is their plan changing. I'm just being like, this is within a uh, broader... Yeah. Uh, Zeitgeist, zi- yes. yeah. Um, anyway, it's like... They led, they led, this is all a thing. They led him here, blah, 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 blah. This is all a trap for them to kill them. Um, and uh, then they fry the worm out of Bobby, and he's fine. And then we have yeah, Bobby. I will oh, say, Jim I, Beaver seems to be having a lot of fun in this. Scene. I was just about to say, I, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Beaver, fantastic everything. job being this horrible worm monster. Yeah, uh-huh. he's like wiggling his head around, his facial expressions are great. He, he's, he's like tied, he's duct taped to a chair, uh-huh. and he's putting every bit of physicality he can into acting out. Yeah, this it's one. a great scene. You know, yeah. that bit in Community, his the, the D&D episode, just, I didn't want to say it, Ash, and what. <laughs> When Abed is pretending to be two different goblins and it cuts back and forth and he's like doing little like tongue motions in his chair. It's yeah, it's that bit. <laughs> that one specific episode of Community. So the one person who knows what I'm talking about, I'm very happy for you. Shrug. Yeah, I'm glad somebody out there maybe understands. I've what you're seen saying. six episodes of Community. <laughs> I need to I need to watch it. I've just like in the period between when I fell off it and now, my, like, feelings about Dan Harmon have changed dramatically. Uh, and so I'm not, no longer quite as interested in watching it as I once was. Um, however, I do times, love... i but it's not worth I that. I do love... I, yeah, three times? This is your third watch-through? <laughs> Listen. 
I oh, skipped that episode this time damn. through. Babe, 95% of the people. time when you talk about community, you're complaining about how fucking yeah, much I've you hate it. Yeah, I've watched a few episodes I of it. Like I don't like it. A lot of, I like it enough to have gone, yeah, I should rewatch this because it was fun. Um, and then I watch it and I'm like, hmm, actually a lot of this sucks. And I can't stand half the characters. So I have the... I just need to watch like the Troy and Abed cut. It's you literally watched It's Always Sunny yeah. in okay, Philadelphia. That's different. Troy, Always Troy Sunny in Philadelphia. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Hold on a second. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Everyone is terrible on purpose and they're they are uh, criticized for their actions. You, they're supposed to be terrible people. Yeah, in, you're watching a show about garbage yeah. people, or it's in okay. community. It's in like community, community. Like these yeah, it's like look at this friend group, and oh then my like, god, half of look them, at you them, them commit dead. atrocities. Look at them. Well, and that's like, also Rick and Morty. Yes, and that's why I hate Rick and Morty. Also, I tried watching that; yeah. it was disgusting. But um, sorry that's to anyone like, who likes it. I guess it. a Dan Harmon thing. Oh, is that also? Is that the same guy? Yes, okay. that's what. Yes, oh. Community and Rick and Morty are made by the same. It's okay. just the same garbage humor <laughs> where you're supposed to like these people who are just dirt bags, and like not mm. even not like, God. Anyways, um, I've watched a bit of Community and I do not like it, and I have the same feelings. I, I don't know anything about Criminal Minds. I don't know if it's as bad, but like I don't want to watch Criminal Minds. I want to watch it. Wait, who's the guy? Spencer Reed. Spencer Reed, right? I yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah. Like I hair. want. I don't want to watch Criminal Minds. I want to watch a Spencer Reed YouTube compilation. I don't want to watch Community. I want to watch a Troy and Abed YouTube compilation. Like, I'm not gonna watch a show if the, I only like one character, yeah. <laughs> and one everyone thing, else sucks. The the one thing I do need is um the I, I need to watch the episode of Community that has Matt Berry, the actor who plays. Okay, Lazo, that was that was a good one. <laughs> Did I see that where, one? Where he teaches, oh, where he so. teaches grifting 101, yeah. and goes, <laughs> "You Southern floozy." Okay, I do need to watch that one also. <laughs> but overall, it's I love like Matt Berry so much. I'm just supposed to sit here and listen to anti-Semitic, racist, hate crimes, and that's supposed to be funny, like, and these these characters just get away. Like, literally, there's a line where like. You can like the you know the meme line. You can excuse yes. racism, like, and it's just played off as a joke. In Always Sunny, they're horrible, horrible people, and they're like, you can't fucking do that, and they do it anyways because they're horrible people. But they also like in the first, in like the earlier seasons, it was a lot worse, um, and they like specifically backed off of like the you know the really bad things that they were doing, um, writing wise. But uh, yeah, Always Sunny evolved to the point where like by the end they're terrible try-hard liberals. Yeah, which literally. is a different kind of funny. Yeah, but community and community is so yeah. Canned. The, the humor and the lines and everything, it's so canned. It's just dry. I don't like it. Anyways. But consider um, it has my best friend Abed in it. That's why I will watch an Abed YouTube compilation. I'm not going to sit I through should the not whole have community. It, again. it was not worth it. <laughs> Anyways. God, they take so long to kill Pierce off. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand Pierce. I can't watch it. I can't speaking, watch it. I can't. Spe- speaking of taking so long. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah back oh to my God. Oh my we should God, put this thing to bed. Um. Yeah, they're in a cemetery. Speaking of being put to bed, rest in peace, Rufus. <sighs> May his memory... How does it go? I always forget the English phrase. Be a blessing? May his memory be a blessing. We don't, we don't say like that in this... orthodox circles, the really. Rafa. There we go. Yeah. I like this little aside um, about uh, Rufus is the one who, like, took him in. Like, that's mm-hmm. a... We, kn- we didn't know mm-hmm. that before. Like, Rufus is the one that came after... Um, he killed his wife, uh, and actually defeated the demon. Yeah, the one who yeah, helped him. right, right, and helped him. Yeah, helped him take her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like cleaned things up and like taught him everything he knew. Fellas, is it gay to help somebody escape their wife? Yeah. 
They drove around on the road for years together, just like the boys. They're, yeah. Yeah. He was Joe Mechanic. He was just a guy. And then Rufus goes, so bam, nice. just like the boys do. And when they break into people's houses and spray holy water <laughs> everywhere. Except Rufus stayed and cleaned up his mess and was mm -hmm. like, hey, you want to join me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which the boys had never done because you can't add new characters into the narrative. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I mentioned in the synopsis, this is a Jewish cemetery. We see some um, Davids on the other graves because Rufus doesn't have a stone. Um, yeah, and Dean says, I, I never figured Rufus for the religious type. Bobby says he didn't exactly keep kosher. He used to play the um, can't work on Shabbos card when we had to bury a body, <laughs> which is... Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. And like, e even. He's such a little ass. Does Dean say that just because he didn't know Rufus was Jewish or because they're burying him in a Jewish cemetery specifically? Because. Well, they're not giving him a hunter cremation. It's they I don't think spend enough why. time together. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Because, like. Um, I do like. Go on. Because, like, typical, like, Christian, like, you know, Christian people who are, like, not religious, but they are Christian, you know what I mean? Um, like, they'll get buried in a mm -hmm. cemetery that has crosses all over it, like, but that doesn't mean they're specifically mm -hmm. so religious. So, so I was like, just because he's being buried in a Jewish cemetery because he's Jewish, but I did forget Not about it. Hunter Funerals. Yeah, it's because he's getting buried, yeah. period. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is nice, I think. Yeah. Like, Jews specific, like, yeah. very specifically are supposed to be buried well, and not cremated, generally. There's also a funny thing here of they bury him themselves, which means they snuck into the cemetery <laughs> and illegally buried a body. They just found a little patch. Extremely... They were like, I bet we won't find a he body here. He a plot. You don't know. I guess. All my parents and grandparents. But he doesn't have a headstone. Plots. Well, they, yeah, yeah I know it, it takes a long time to make a Do you know how long it takes to make a headstone? headstone? They I have, guess that's they... true. I got the sense that they legally it, buried this body. There should be, like, a little... Yeah, there, well, there should be like a little there flag a little to mark the grave yeah. before the headstone. I think they is should made. have put a stone. That way, on they know it where to put the headstone. <laughs> Not a headstone, like literally mm -hmm. a rock. So true. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when when my grandmother rock. was buried recently, like there was a specific ceremony for like the laying of the headstone. Like it takes a minute, you know. No, but I mean, like when you oops, when you um, go visit a grave, you you put oh a little just stone a little on, one, like, yeah. put a little rock. Well, they didn't on have it. yeah. They should have done that. Yeah, they should have done that. I don't know if they know about that specifically. I think it would have been nice. It would have been nice. I wrote a little yeah. thicklet about that once. Aww. Aww. For what? Myself? No, but for Rufus How, specifically? Yeah. Or, okay, I wasn't sure if it was for, for uh, Supernatural or not. Nothing like Tumblr user Lazarus Emma for your Supernatural <laughs> content. Mm -hmm. Follow me at Castiel. Um, so. Do it. Dean's like, life short. Like like you said in the synopsis, like when I get my guts armed out, just so you two know, we're good. And I felt that was a sweet, like sad, but like ties things back into the themes of like family and specifically like the bonds that these characters have built together. Like it's good. Mhm. Mm They're like, just, just, just let it all go. Let's not, you know, hang, have hangups yep. on each mm -hmm. other. And nice little continuity nod, like you said, it's Johnny Walker Blue, which is the exact same drink that Bobby gave to Dean to bring to Rufus in season three. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. It's very fancy. Mm -hmm. Yep. I literally wrote Blue Label yep. I was just because I couldn't remember the name of the I didn't the remember that. I was just like, psh, Blue Label. Nice. Yeah. And that's the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the guy from the cold open was Brent State, who played Rev Bem in Andromeda, uh, Timothy Mayhew in The X-Files, and Jake Carter in Snowpiercer. And uh, Deputy Two was played by Andrew McNee, uh, who played Drillman and Alekman in Mega Man Fully Charged and Chancellor Gulch in Ninjago. Aha! <laughs> There's my Ninjago shout-out. I love Canadian uh-huh. voice acting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. Any final notes either of you wanted to say about this episode? No, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much. They say bub kiss twice in this episode. Thank you very oh, much for so listening true. to this oh. extremely long one. <laughs> um, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, uh, Next week we'll be talking. questions and comments. <laughs> Next week we'll be doing My Heart Will Go On. I told you that was next week. Okay. And uh, Frontierland, both of which are very fun. Cool. Maybe not good, but definitely fun. (laughs) (laughs) For now, we're going to be pouring one out for Rufus also. Amen. Putting some some rocks on his grave. What am I saying? Poor guy. Amen. (laughs) L'chaim. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.